part of the reason why I think it's good. Nah, that's underdog. Sandra Bullock was looking fine. It's I war- mean, it's Warrior Celtics in that song. She had, she had that, she had that hot mom. She had milf status. She did, that. she did. Tim McGraw was he, you know, in that bitch too. I had no idea. I, I'm gonna be honest. I didn't realize that was Tim McGraw I didn't until realize- someone was like, "That's Tim McGraw." I was like, "Excuse me." You could point Not out. That- <laughs> you could point to Tim McGraw right now, and I wouldn't know it's right, Tim man. McGraw. <laughs> That's fair. I don't know if I would know what Tim McGraw looked like off rip, but... Tim McGraw the dad? Yeah. Yeah. Word. No, he's not the the son. Obviously. LJ? No, SJ? All right, hold on, hold on. Aside from, like, the Michael Orr story, that movie was trash. Michael Orr has beef with the movie, too. Yeah, apparently he was like, it wasn't entirely like that. I want to know, like, what was it actually like? I mean, they was playing it out like Michael Poor was from the, or Michael Orr was from the mud. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, they made him. Sound he might have like, been, but like, they also made him sound like he was like incompetent, like he couldn't <laughs> yeah. talk. Yeah, like, like. I wonder, and did he actually stay with them like to that extent? Like, was he just like going over there and like having dinners every once in a while, staying like once a week? I mean, I know when he got drafted, he was like, like they were up there with him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. They went, out, they went out there for his, like, senior day. Um, you know, like, senior day. Yeah. Parents, like, come out. They were out there for his senior day. So, I'm assuming they, like, did adopt him. Okay. Or were his legal guardians or whatever. But, true, like, all right. Because you know how, like, the NCAA gets involved. They're like, ah, they were just doing this to, like, they saw, like, a dude that was super athletic. Yeah. And we're like, yo, we'll just pump him to our alma mater. Yeah. yeah. Boosters type of thing. Low key, do you think they did that, though? Do you think they were like, hey, yo. I mean, it's not like he was. Was he like a program changing recruit? Was he like a? No, but nah. I mean, he was a five, he was a five star offensive lineman. So I mean, yeah, so if, if he's a five star, then yeah, that's kind of that's kind of a big deal. Yeah. Like if he was just like just a, a scholarship football player, you're like all right. No, he was a five star, one of the top ten offensive linemen in the country coming out of high school. Yeah, that's kind of a problem. You wanna know the wildest? I mean, thing? The optics are a problem. Right. The wildest thing to me is every single NFL draft where they find the most like traumatic stories about every single yeah. player. Oh, yeah. What was Najee Harris? Like Najee Harris was like homeless. Yo, they go for the. Th- oh, is that Tim McGraw? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, what are you talking about? That's SJ. With the comb over. <laughs> Tell me, Sandra Bullock looked fine as hell though. She can play the 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 rich white Southern mom. Oh no, she got that roll down pat. Which was surprising, you know. I remember her from like Miss Congeniality. I ain't yeah. seen that. I've never seen that movie. <laughs> Be real. Oh, so you just, I was, I was you just, not, you just hate your life. How's your, how's have you your, seen Miguel? Have you seen Miss Congeniality? Uh, yeah. Like, not, not oh, sorry. Right, so, all right. Just, just making sure it's not two Americans. Uh, just just yeah. don't check it. How was, uh, how was your girls' night out? Yeah, that came out weird. <laughs> hey, God damn, what you mean? Your um, girl's possessive night out. So yeah, it was her birthday this past year. Are you dope. possessive over your woman? <laughs> Is that what we're saying? I'm possessive over my woman. I got plural. <laughs> I'm just trying to track you. I'm having I did, fun. I, I, I didn't want, I, I I'm having fun like, this yeah. week. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> oh, uh, shit. No, it was fun. So yeah, uh, her and her girls went out for, for dinner or whatever. And then she hit me up and she was like, yo, meet us out. Um, and it was fun. There was a bunch of people. We, they went to Canopy. I didn't make the Canopy trip. Um, I, was trying to sl- I was trying to slow play it. I was trying to like, get out there later to like, get all the other dudes that were supposed to be coming. Like, all yeah, her other friends. Nah, like, I, I didn't want to just me and then like, all her girlfriends. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to try and slow play this a little. So I took an extra long shower. 
Um, you know, just took just took a you know couple extra minutes to do stuff. Chilled out here with Cam. We uh, took a couple tequila shots. You know, um, but then we went to QC Poorhouse, which QC Poorhouse is just okay. First off, it, I, it's just it's like where I like to start my night. It's yeah, like I get o'clock. that. Yeah, I get that. Because we were there till about 11.30, midnight, and then they shut down. They closed. Yeah, they closed at midnight, yeah. I was like, excuse me? They closed me? at midnight? Yeah, I thought that was crazy. I had no idea. Um, so they stopped serving food? Probably like 11. Probably 10.30. That's crazy. Um, so from there, we went to Brickyard. Um... And it was fine. It was cold. We walked from QC Poorhouse to Brickyard, and it was cold. That wind. That's a clean ten minutes, like at best. Yeah. So it was cold. So we we walked it though, and it was dope. The only the damn live band. I was in. I needed y'all because I was in the minority. (laughs) Everyone was like, "Yo, the live band is lit," and I'm like, "Stop!" And they're like, "You'd rather have a DJ?" And I'm like, "Yes, yes, (laughs) yes. I have a better shot of getting songs that I know." Uh, with the DJ versus a live band. Like, cause all right, let me make sure it's just not me. Like, it's, this is not a miscongeniality moment. Like, y'all y'all prefer the DJ, right? Oh, for sure. Give me, yeah. D- give okay. me DJ over live band unless, like, the live band is playing, like, slaps. Like, they would yeah. have to be playing, like, that, that hits. Live band in that setting is too small. Like That's it. what I'm saying. Yeah, it's too small of a venue for a live band, and they have a DJ upstairs and a DJ downstairs yeah. on the outside. Like, it's it's too much going on for just one person to try to... So, yeah, we, we closed the place down. Two o'clock, the bouncers were pushing us out. I saw your boy, um, Cam. Oh, Blake? Yeah, I saw Blake. Hey, my guy. Um, so, what's up to him? Um, and then we went post-gamed across the street. And it was fine. I realized I am too damn old to post game though. Like once it hits two o'clock, I'm like, "Yo, send me to bed." Like, why are we? Why, what is? What is the point of the po- like? At this point in my life, I guess like I'm like, what is the point of the post game? Shit, making it to two o'clock is like a whole endeavor in itself. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's Cam's thing that was post game and Cam like, hey, post game at the crib, at my crib. Yeah, but post gaming had a a very specific purpose at that time in my life. And now, what was that time, Cam? It does not what was that, that time? Specific. What were you trying to accomplish? It was when I was lonely, Carlo. When I was lonely. <laughs> when I was wandering alone, the tattoo were, on when, my leg suggests you were. Damn, you were Shrek out. You were Shrek out here. Yeah, come bro. back to the swamp. Exactly. Damn, I don't even remember this scene from the <laughs> from Blindside. Yeah, I so don't by, by the way, we're watching scene. Blindside. Michael Orr's fucking this dude up. Fuck the whole crib up. Why he crying? But, um, so yeah, I, I, we post-game till about three, and then came back. But this is the thing. We get back at three. Realistically, by the time, like, you know, you get situated and everything, you get in bed, you get water, you go, like, you take your clothes off, you go to the bathroom, all that shit. Um, realistically, you're not going to bed till four. And we were up at, like, 8.30. I was tired. I was exhausted. So now, like, my whole, like, Saturday is washed. Because, like, I have no energy. Yeah, everything I'm doing today is coming Shit, my off Sunday of- washed too now. Nowadays, at this age... Yo, it takes forever to recover at this That's point. what I'm saying. And I wasn't even that drunk. I didn't, I didn't drink a lot. Um, maybe had, like, two or three drinks the entire time I was out. Um, had, like, a shot and a half while I was here. So, like, I didn't really drink heavily. So, but, yeah, the post-game, I'm just like, damn, what, like, can someone fill me in now? Like, what is the purpose of the post-game at this point? What is it like? What it, what does it serve to do? 
continue to drink and have fun, I guess. Continue the night when it ends. But, like, that's my thing. Like, why do you keep drinking at 3 a.m.? What does that serve? Maybe I'm just getting old. Can we keep it a band? <laughs> the post game is trying to pull, bro. That's what the post game I is. I guess. But like, and if you're not trying to pull, you're trying to... Ex- Yo, like, you said, go to sleep. You're not wrong. You're right. You're That's- extending the night to try to get some motion going. That's what the post game is for. This is my thing. So, like, we were... And maybe that's why I was like, why are we doing this? Because I'm like, she got me, I got her. So, I'm like... What are we, we here we, for? What are we doing? That? We, we can do what is this it? exact same thing. We're over. here to talk and hang out, but like, I don't think it's to talk and hang out. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm just, maybe I'm a cynic. Maybe I'm just. Nah, it's not about being a cynic. There's no time a dude was like, yo, let's post game in my crib. And then just like, it was like, nah, don't bring any girls or don't like, let's not a post game them. with all dudes is fucking crazy. That's what I'm saying. Like, so what you doing if you yeah. go over to, if someone's like, yo, come post game and you walk into the crib and it's all dudes. Like it's. It's 2 a.m., bro. I'm going to bed. I'm going, I'm going home. home. I'm going home at that point. Yeah. No, I'm with you. If it's a post game with all the dudes, yeah. But that's her. So we were there, but it was fine. She wanted to have fun. It was her night. So I was like, yo, whatever you want to do, like, let's do it. Um, it ain't my birthday. You know, I can I can take the I can I can do this for, you know. An evening. For an evening, yeah, for sure. Well shit, it's the morning at this point. But um yeah, I I man, I'm just getting old because like I wake up and I'm like because I'm gonna wake up at eight, eight thirty. That's just when my clock, my biological clock kind of goes off. And then, like, that's just, you know, I'm not really going back to sleep then. So then, like, my whole weekend is kind of just, wa- especially if it's on a Friday, my whole weekend is just washed. I feel yeah. you. What'd you get into, dog? Well, I didn't go out Friday night. You didn't touch the streets? Nah, I went out Saturday for a bit. Saturday ended up being kind of, I don't want to say lame, but I didn't. I don't remember it being eventful. I think I started out at QC Poorhouse, then went to okay. Poorhouse Boys. See y'all. <laughs> then I went to uh, Brandon was DJing, and then ended up at uh, at the pyramids at a. Uh, oh, the pyramids! Yeah. Okay, you saw Cleopatra's everywhere. <laughs> uh, and then didn't do anything. Sunday was kind of just watching football. Nah, tell me more about the pyramids. It was all right. It's all right. Yeah, nothing special. It wasn't the, it was the Tuesday squad. <laughs> no, <laughs> I did Tuesday squad. Saturday squad. But um, yeah, it's, it's not how she used to be. You know. Did you let him go, bro? <laughs> nah, yeah. Did you let him go. You let him fly. You let him fly. Nah, nah, nah. I just, I just, I just partook in the. Uh, nah, no yeah. fun coupons. The I partook in the uh, spectatorship. Okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You wasn't uh, passing around your phone coupons this weekend. No, I want. What called, bro? Here's my here's my here's my kill coupons. I wanted That's to disgusting. go. Yo, we getting we circling back to I kill. I wanted to go just you know the entry <laughs> fee and you get the you know, the free breakfast, but then you're just like, uh, man, like you, you, like I paid fifteen and you know, that doesn't even get you the free breakfast. It used to be pre pandemic eight bucks entry and breakfast, no add on charge. Word. Now they're like, I think it's like a ten dollar extra for add on charge for for breakfast. Yeah. So it's like, man. I gotta get a drink. It's like a two part tariff type of thing. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, back to kill. <laughs> That's the wildest lane for sex ever. Hey, yo, man, you know. Who said that? I did. Carlo. <laughs> kill coupons. Kill coupons? Oh, I thought I said kale coupons. I was like, man, what are you talking That's about? That's even wilder. <laughs> um, Here's a coupon for myself. Yeah, then Sunday I just watched. I'll buy one, get one free. So then I just watched football and then saw my uh, friend's baby for the first time. So. Word, word. Yeah. You kissed the baby? Did I kiss the baby? No. All right. Respect. The baby? 
right, don't be, <laughs> don't be that. My someone else's baby. Now you would be surprised, bro. A lot of people like kiss other people's babies. You would be very surprised. I always found it weird when dudes would go when people. I'm not just gonna say dudes, but people would go up to pregnant women and just start feeling their stomach. I'm That's like, crazy to me. That shit like, crazy. To like me. get your hands off my girl. <laughs> <laughs> like if she wasn't pregnant, you wouldn't do this. Nah. Like what is the addition of a baby? Make oh, is this it okay? kicking? Yeah, get like no, like. <laughs> That's so weird. I feel yeah. I think that's super. What pre- pregnancy just makes people do weird shit. Yeah, Levi told me um, he had to like make a very specific sign for like whenever people came over. He's like, "Yo, y'all can't just like kiss my baby." Like because making every- a sign for that is crazy. Because people would just be like, "Yo, I'm gonna kiss this baby on the head." Like, nah, bro, you got germs and shit. My boy is a week old. <laughs> I feel like I should get a sign for that for my dog. People kissing your dog like that. Tell me you haven't brought women over that have kissed my dog. I've never brought a girl in this apartment before, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe oh. another dude named Cameron. Oh, okay. <laughs> just did this before. All right. I, I've never brought a woman in this we, apartment We've had people before. over for pre-games and shit, you know, that Copper's not very familiar with, like, you know. Oh, Mikhail? No, I was going to say, just, I don't think Mikhail's ever kissed Copper. Have you kissed no, Copper? No, I've never Mikhail's kissed the Copper. only person I've ever It's only for women. Let's be real. It's only women. <laughs> Yeah, dude's not kissing your dog. No, but like they've done it. I'm like, why are you kissing him? He not yours. What about you, Cam? What you get into this weekend? Party bullshit. Um, <laughs> you, didn't go, you didn't go out Friday, so what did you do Saturday? Me and old girl met up with some friends, drank a little bit. Sunday introduced her to my cousin, oh, which was okay. cool. Oh, so you, oh, she meeting the family. Throw the pot. That's what I'm saying. But nah, she met my cousin. Uh, it was cool. They got along, uh, which was really dope. I didn't expect anything different, but it was, you know, cool to see it just actually play out in real time. Yeah. yeah. And then didn't really do anything uh, on MLK Day besides worship the God MLK. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, just kind of stayed inside, watched TV, chilled. You and your girl hang out on, on uh, MLK Day, on yeah, God Day? Pretty much. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I guess she, she, had, she had off. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Oh, you, yeah, you work for a bank, too. I don't, I don't know if it says a lot about my company. We don't get them okay day off. Really? No, That's we get Juneteenth off. They. I remember when they made the change. This was a few years ago. This was back in 2020. They were like, we're going to give you Juneteenth off, but we're going to take away MLK day. That just feels disrespectful. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, it was like one or the other. So, um, yeah, I didn't get it. I took off. Um, I mean, my girl went to the, we went uh, to the mountains and went on a hike. I saw the photos from that. Looked like I had a good time. She took photos? Uh, I just saw it on like a Snapchat story. Oh, okay. like yeah, a- it was fun. Um, it was a cool trail. I, just, I don't know what I'm Oh, Ed Ogeron, let's go. Go Tigers. <laughs> yeah, yo, Ed Ogeron was... <laughs> all right, SJ. Ed Ogeron was going crazy. <laughs> and what's the song? What's the song that plays? SJ Lit. <laughs> Sing the song, Mikhail. What song? I'm hopeful. Yeah, yeah. I'm oh, hopeful today. today. <laughs> oh, man. Yo, Ogeron was a wild boy. Ogeron really went up to that woman uh, at the gas station and was like, you fine. We should hang out. And she was like, nah, I got a husband. And he said, what that got to do with me? And it was a booster's <laughs> wife. <laughs> like, that's so crazy I mean, yo, me. this coach is crazy. You saw what Urban Meyer was doing. Yeah, getting twerked on. If I can't get twerked on in a bar I own, then, like, what are we doing? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. If that's not the American dream. Yeah, like, hold the on. American dream. This is my house. No, I thought that was, uh, 
Um, Edward Ron Crazy Bro, do you see the things that have been going on? I, I saw like a, a couple things. I don't know if it's like gained any traction, but there were some things going up like sexual uh, like illicit sexual activity and with Brian Kelly and like his staff at Ooh. LSU. So now I'm like, all right, what what's going on at LSU? Is that is that the spot? Is that where is it that, might just be like a culture thing. It probably started at Notre Dame. Alright. You know it's you know it's uh you can get did you know you can actually get kicked out of Notre Dame if they catch you having sex? I'm sure you can, yeah. That sounds like Because it's a Catholic school, so it's absence till marriage. So they will kick I, I thought I found that out. There was a Notre Dame football player um shit, probably like ten years ago now. Um but he was dating Lisa Ann. Hell yeah. Swag. <laughs> I was like, alright. <laughs> Um, and he, uh, t- he was taking, like, photos, and, like, the university was, like, investigating him, because, like, they were in bed together. He took, like, a, a Snapchat. Oh, I think I remember this. Yeah, yeah, and he got, uh, he didn't get kicked out of school or anything, but... He had to go sit down somewhere? <laughs> yeah, they were like, alright, go pray. <coughs> he had to go to confession. What's the thing that the, the Mormons do? With, Take, like, the bunk wives? beds? Oh. Nah, the Mormons do some shit with the bunk beds. It's, like, at, like, BYU. So, essentially... You and your girl get in the top bunk, and like you insert yourself inside of her, and then you don't do anything, and then your homeboy is on the bottom bunk, and he just rocked that shit for you, cause technically you not having sex, but you in her. I'm not having sex. That's sex. The second you punch it, it's sex. All right, so now we gotta talk about what's the definition of sex. No, we do. We don't have to talk about this. Cause like I feel like once penetration occurs, that's sex. Hey, bro. Are you looking at the definition? Kid? I don't play they. I don't play their their rules. That's crazy. I could never. That's some wild shit. Yo, you better be boys with I just the dude Googled on the bottom bunk. Mormon sex loopholes. What's it called? Uh, that's wild. Soaking, also known as marinating or so- floating. Marinating. <laughs> Floating? Is this a chicken breast? <laughs> Marinating. Listening to a Playboy Cardi, Cardi song. <laughs> this is happening. It's a sexual practice of which inserting the penis into the vagina, uh, but not subsequently thrusting. Reportedly, uh, members use this as a loophole uh, for the uh, ban of premarital intercourse. Why don't you just... Why don't y'all just do anal? <laughs> That's still. That's crazy. Just do I, don't, I don't think I like anyone on this planet enough to rock a bunk bed back and forth. That's what I'm saying. You know while you just on soaking behalf. inside your girl on top soaking, of Soaking, marinating. While you marinating. I'm stewing. In her. Yeah, ew. <laughs> no, that's crazy. You know how close you gotta be with your homeboy to be like, hey, yo, get on the bottom bunk and rock that shit. First off, to rock a bunk bed to create enough force that like it generates thrusting for the for you and your girl on the top bunk. Yeah. You gotta be going. Yeah. Gotta, that's you, a workout. You gotta have like uh, at the chest, shoulders. I don't think you could pay me for that, bro. So there's no there's no there's nobody you're close enough with in the world. No. <laughs> but this is the thing, they in college. In college, would you have done it? No. Nah, not. even then. Like. I feel like in college we were dirty. We were nasty. We yeah, but not this, like, because then I gotta stay there for the act of it too. Like, you gotta have earplugs. I'm putting on, I'm putting on like some beat headphones. I gotta have some self respect and not be in there, bro. Like, what are we yeah, talking that, about? That, that, yeah, I, I ain't gotta be in there when that happens. Yeah, That's crazy. Nah. Oh, 
the video you sent me last I night. I wanted to no, get into we, that. we was going to get go. into that. <laughs> so Let's go. Mikhail sent me a video. And the funny part about it is I saw it being filmed. Not necessarily her. But I saw those dudes on the corner of North Italia. And... Like, I saw them with, like, the ring light and the camera set up, and they were just, like, asking people random questions. And yeah, I was like, all yeah. right, cool, like, you know, whatever. I didn't stay to, like, see it, but I saw it being set up. And that video was crazy, because Shorty is just talking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so for some additional context, there's this guy that walks around. It looks like, so I've gone to his YouTube page. I should have sent in the group message. You've probably seen it on Instagram. I think I have seen this. The I guy, the, 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 the all-black yeah, 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 outfit. Yeah, yeah. like, he has, it's called, like, the Desirable Truth. Um, no free ads, but yeah, you know, shout out to him, I guess. <laughs> but he goes around asking people about like the struggles of like modern dating culture, asking you know, you know, why women don't approach, why it's so hard for men to get laid, et cetera, et cetera. So he's asking this girl, uh, kind of like what's what's wrong with modern dating, and asking a bunch of follow up questions. And the title is like "Feminist Fails to Understand the Male Perspective," and the part that got me is like uh, she. she uh, she said, and the reason why I found this to Cam, like she was like your leasing agent at one point, your leasing agent. Like she, you said she worked. Oh, here. was it? Can you bleep this out when I say her name? Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Wait. Is yeah, that was her. What? That's why I sent it to you, bro. Wait. Yeah. The girl that looks like <laughs> bleep that out too. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Damn, what? What's just catching a stray on a podcast five that, years later that, that's we said shit to that's her. why i said it because cam one time we were at you might have been there but we were at a bulldog he's like oh that's that is her yeah oh okay so i was listening to it as i was walking to old girl's crib yesterday so i wasn't like watching yeah. the video can we put by the side segue just for one second for the bingo card can we put every time cam says oh girl that might as well be the free square. Cause yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, so... The, Word, that is her. Yeah, oh, no, I got a whole different beef with this entire thing. Right. So, wait, what was said? So, fill me in, fill me in. Uh, so, the, the part that got me, it's eight minutes long. Honestly, we could probably pause and watch it or whatever. But the, uh, she's like, men were put on earth to protect and you go out of their way. Talking about why men should always approach girls. So, the guy asked a question. He's like, so if a man approaches you and is like, hey... I want to take you out to Brickyard. But a girl's like, oh, I don't know about that. It's like, okay, what about TGI Fridays? And she's like, oh, like, he's like, but a girl's will always say like, you know, you should do, aim higher than that. You, you should be able to you know, take a girl out to a nicer place. It's like, well, you just said a man's supposed to go out their way, but now it's like about like, if I take you to a right place, like, yeah. So it's like, it, oh my God, that is her. It's not, so like, he, he kind of like, found a, ch uh, a chink in her armor in a, in a debate. Oh, no, let's watch this. Let's watch this. And was like, you know, like, it's not about me approaching. It's about me spending X amount of money on you. Yeah. And then, but she thinks she won, she won this. Nah, she was talking real spicy too. Like, yeah, like, uh, you just gotta watch this real quick. Right, yeah, can, can we watch this real yeah, quick? Yeah. Pause for two seconds. Okay, so we're we back, back on. <laughs> Alright, so we just watched this video of, what, what was it, Mikhail? It was uh, The Desirable Truth, this, uh, this guy interviewing okay. this girl about, uh, Modern dating. A lot wow, to unpack so there. Many, I have so many. A lot to unpack there in that 10 wow. minutes. Okay, first off, she basically said fuck men's feelings. Pretty much. Which, For sure. Which is, by itself, is fucked. By itself, to say, like, basically, men's feelings don't matter. We should treat women 
we should do whatever it takes to make sure women, the women that we're going out with, asking out whatever, are feeling phenomenal. But fuck whatever we're feeling, and that's is 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 just fuck. You're asking, you're asking to basically for him to cheat on you. I'm sorry to say that, but you're asking for your your. And I'm not saying I'm not again. I'm not condoning cheating. Are in we this. back on cheating? <laughs> I'm not condoning cheating, but to basically say, like, I don't care about how you feel. I don't care if you're happy. Because, again, he was like, hey, if I say, let me take you out to Brickyard. Let me take you out to TJ Fridays. You have the right to be like, hey, I deserve better, and I don't want to do that. But he that might be good standards for him. That he don't, he doesn't have, yeah. Men don't always have to uphold the same standards you do. No, you don't have to date that man, but that doesn't mean that men are shitty. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the fact that she was saying that, Men should go out their way and, you know, approach girls and take them somewhere. But when I think the problem was when it becomes a, a factor of oh where is he taking me? If he's taking somewhere nice, yeah I'll go. If it's not to my standard, yeah. Uh, oh I'm not gonna go. That's fucked up. Now uh, obviously none of us would probably ever take a girl to TJ. Nah, it's not no, I would, not 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 this point in my life. In college maybe just because like right. I ain't have cash like right. that. Like I'm taking you like. Shit, I'm, I'm taking you to Hooters on the Tuesday when they got the when they got the discount wings. Right, you know what I'm right. saying? But, but yeah, but usually like I do, I do believe the first date should be the cheapest this, date because it's you know low stakes. You know you don't see that person. But, so that's my thing. If he would have said, "Hey, I'm not taking, I'm taking you for coffee. Well, I deserve dinner." Yeah, hell no. Exactly. But this is, but this is my Same other point. thing. How many? But then this is where guys get fucked over. How many? I've been on dates where girls have gone out with me for the free food. Yeah, I'm sure we've all been guy at least. They, they, I went out with them one time. They got the free food, and then they didn't want to. They didn't want to talk to me again. That's happened to me before. I'm yeah. not, you know, I'm not going to be ashamed to say that. I'm just, it's happened to probably a lot of guys. They've gone out. Girls have gone out with you just nah, because there's they a hundred percent success right uh, there. Carl, yeah. one, one of the funniest things you ever said is when uh, you said, I "Forget who we were ta- you were talking about," but that guy in some girl's phone is probably free food. Oh yeah, <laughs> but that's true. Like. Talk. I'm te- I mean, <laughs> meals on Tuesdays. Meals on Tuesdays. But women also have to treat men with that same exact standard. And I have never, in modern dating, also men have not been treated with that same standard. No, it's not. And I think we're still at an age in which women still have a majority of the picking power. M- women, women. Oh, for sure, women have the majority of the picking power. So, it is hard. It like. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say like so. A girl like that who is uh, admittingly a, a very attractive girl, and I'm sure a, a lot of guys probably approach her on av- like on average on a night out than a, than than a guy. So she can kind of get off saying this. I, I I just think it's it's unfair for her to have those thoughts and say that guy should approach, and then she might be interacting with just guys that don't quote meet her standard, and then painting yeah. men. With a broad brush because she's always well, interacting with the same type of quote-unquote bad guy. Yeah, well, and this is my thing. Like, and that's my, like, she's saying, oh, guys are bigger liars and they can't be trusted. From my perspective, again, I'm a man, so I'm, I'm obviously coming at this with a different perspective. Women are bigger liars and they're also better liars than us. And, but, they, and, and, yeah, and, and they just don't like being accountable. No, they, they no. And they cheat. <laughs> I love it when we get in this bed. But you know what I'm saying? Like, no, for sure, women are women are better cheaters. They're better liars. They they take less accountability All right, hold on, hold on. for their I, I didn't mean to really throw us into that again. No, I'm sorry, but it, but and I'm not saying I'm not saying this is every single woman in the world. So I didn't like the whole like men lie more thing. I don't think I think it's fifty fifty. I think men and women lie 
the exact probably the exact same amount. Um, but don't don't make it appear that like she there there's again she was kind of trying to paint men I think into this box of like yeah we're just shitty people we we're untrustworthy we don't treat them the way that they, we don't treat them like queen like, this goes back to we've talked about this on other on, on previous podcasts. Women expect to be, I think women, a lot of women still out there expect to be treated like queens, but don't want to treat their men like kings. They, they, they're fine, you know, taking all the glory. They're fine taking all that good treatment, but they don't want to reciprocate it. They, they're, it's expected of us to do that. Yeah. That's why I, wonder, I said it to you. I Just, wonder, do you think in like a sober mind, she would have the exact same take? Uh... Probably same. I mean, she 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 was clearly drinking, but I don't think she was. Like, I feel like it would be. I'm not trying to make excuses for her, but I feel like she would maybe be able to rationalize her thoughts a little bit more if she was sober. Maybe that's why you could never see me. Like, I would never just come up to some yeah. somebody on a street corner that's got a camera. Like, yo, yeah. let me hear your thoughts. I'm like, nah, bro. I'm with you. I want to hop on that though. Like, I I, I want to see, see that guy. I feel nah, like we should do I need a li- creative I feel control. Like we should do a live podcast outside sometime and just have people like. We'll get a fucking dingy ass couch from Salvation Army and just sit on that shit, and just be like, "Hey yo," and just have people start sit, sitting down and talking with us. Or we could do the pod with him. We could. We could. I'll reach out to homie. Yeah, reach out to homie. Be like, no, hey, I'll reach out to homie. And see we do a podcast, the like you know, be, yeah. Reach we out saw to your him. video. We analyzed yeah. it. Like, let's do a collab. Yeah. No, I'll hit him up later. Um, let's let's move on off this relationship stuff. Let's talk. Let's talk. We haven't talked music in a while, and guys, I got. I got some music. I got uh, there, there's yeah. some, there's been some music that's come out. There's been some music that I ignored that I discovered that was like, oh shit, this mm-hmm. shit went hard. Mm-hmm. I want we were talking about this before the holidays even. I went, I've been wanting to talk about this because um, I feel like he don't get enough love in in the rap world. In I'm not gonna say the rap world, but I don't feel like he gets enough love in society. Nas, that man has transcended time. He has been out here for twenty years, twenty five years. Huh? Forty. It's been forty? No. Since Illmatic dropped nineteen ninety four, not forty. Damn. Uh, yeah, almost. Yeah, that's yeah. forty shit. Illmatic God, dropped yeah. in ninety four. When he said forty, though, I thought nineteen ninety three. I was like, hell. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I forget that it's like twenty twenty, and like yeah, the nineties feel so like the nineties don't feel that long the, the, ago. Yeah, the nineties feel like because we didn't but, really like live in the nineties. Yeah, like we were right. alive, but yeah, like we weren't like functioning right. in the nineties. But King's Disease 3 dropped, and he had Hit Boy producing that shit. That was, might be, first off, my favorite King's Disease album, but it combined a lot of, like, it combined a lot of new production value with Nas's flow, which I thought was amazing. Like, Nas even changed up his flow a little bit to, to fit what Hit Boy was providing him, I thought. I thought it was phenomenal. I thought that album was absolutely fantastic. Yeah. So I just want to give mad props because it came out around the same time as her loss. So I think it got a little overshadowed. Um, but I want to give it mad props because I thought that was a fantastic album. And the whole King's Disease trilogy that he's done has been absolutely phenomenal. It's been it's, really good. He's yeah. given us a different flavor on each on each one. And I'm like, yo, to be at Nas's age and still putting out shit like this, phenomenal. See, the thing with Nas is like... Granted, hip-hop is only roughly 50 years old. So, as a genre, like, I get what you're saying as far as to be as Nas' age, but, like, Nas wrote Illsmatic at 16. Like, Nas really only, like, 42 years old. <laughs> like, no, for sure. Which is, you know, kind of the same age as, like, Kanye. Fuck Kanye. Um, 
like eight years younger than Jay, whatever, whatever. But I think the best part about um, King's diseases and just Nas's evolution in general is Nas is setting an example for how individuals can age in hip hop because a lot of people haven't been able to do such. Exactly. Like rock stars have their own, uh, rock stars have their own system of like aging. Like if you go to your favorite rock band from the seventies, they can come out and sell out a tour right now. Yeah, for sure. But with I think ra- with, ra- with rappers, though, we've seen a lot of rappers not age well. Eminem hasn't aged well. 50 hasn't really aged well. I'm not going to speak on Jay. Jay's done his own thing, but he just don't really make music like that anymore. I think that is a benefactor. I would say Jay's aged well, though. No, I, yeah, not, Jay's aged incredibly. He just he just doesn't put out music like Nas does mm-hmm. at, but, this, at this, at this not, stage. Not, not at the same rate. Hit Boy did all three, and I think that's kind of the the running collab with them is that it's the mixture of new age and old age music that can like, it is, you know, that can coexist breakthrough. Yeah. just, that's kind of the, I guess the point of King's King's disease Disease is that like, we don't have to limit ourselves to, yeah, you grew up in this era, but you can still expand music in different ways. And sure. There's like these younger, uh, artists and producers that, um, still have their talent and, and I think I've said this once on a pod about how like uh, we as like listeners have to like be open to new ideas as far as music goes. And I think like King's Disease is one of the like perfect ideas. Like no one would have ever been like, "Yo, Hit Boy and Nas put them together." Like, yeah, that's gonna work. Yeah, yeah, like that comes from Nas saying, "Yo, I've been making this same type of music for." such a long time and Nas is notorious for picking terrible beats. Yeah, right? that was his, that was always his biggest that was always his biggest Nas hit. Picks terrible beats. Yeah. So being able to sit down with one artist, especially or one producer who are artists, but is able to embody what uh sounds new and have this big cohesive uh series of projects is Phenomenal. like I think it's important that you keep your mind open to new sounds and you know, what can be created, not just what's familiar. And, um, cause like, yo, there's new people are talented too. For sure. Um, is Nas one of the greatest rappers ever? Is he, is he a top five? Are you serious? Of all time? Five. No. Uh, are you serious? 10. Yeah. That is Nazir. <laughs> no, Nas not. And this I don't not respect top the top five. 10 without Nas. Okay. So He's we're saying top, top 10. 10, but not top five. Nah, I can't respect the top 10 without Nas. But what about a top five? Eh, I mean, five is hard. This kind of feels like the Kobe debate where it's like, all right, if he's not in your top five and you and you, you give me your five, okay, I can let it slide. But outside of your 10, I'm like, uh. Yeah, what you doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. nah, Kobe yeah. got to be in your 10. Um, some other new music. I kind of, I texted about it. Y'all were not receptive to it at all. Party Next Door released a new single, which I am hoping that oh. means a new party album's coming soon. But that shit, I, that I don't know who hurt party, but he is hurting. He down bad. Yeah, I mean, I listened to that song Forbidden, and then I think when we came texted about it last week. Yeah, we texted about it last week about how much we both hate when party gets into his um, young thug like bag, and I don't like that shit at all. Yeah, my favorite party is party next door one, party next door two, and colors one. Like I think that is the. Best version and music that party has, and I don't want to necessarily get into the habit of necessarily holding an artist to 
their best work or their oldest work either. And because like being able to expand and be able to accept new ideas is, you know, important. I just went on a rant about it. The problem with like when Party tries to sound like Young Thug is he gets too far away from Party. What made him? Yeah. Because yeah. realistically, like he he's a he's a really good R&B artist. Um, I wouldn't classify him as a rapper. Nah. Um, he, he's like this weird hybrid, though. It's not 100% percent r and There's like, it's like this. It's like this weird, like 70, 30 like lean towards yeah. R&B. But the, yeah. the 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 thing that got me about this uh, that the song though was just how fucking like he was going off on somebody. He was going off on some girl. He just seemed hurt. I'm just hoping the project, because I, I assume this is leading up to a project. I assume he's not just releasing a single just to release a fucking single. I'm assuming yeah. it's coming up to a project. Mm-hmm. No, Party doesn't just release singles. So I'm hoping the project... He, this song seemed a little toxic, and I'm hoping we get a really toxic Party album. Because uh, I'm all about that. I don't think... Does Party really make non-toxic albums? Yeah. That's <laughs> I don't think that's Party... True. Like, Party's last album, Party Mobile, or Mobile, <laughs> whichever Mobile. one. Yeah. Yo, he that's never really specified. That, that, like, that, that, that is a whack name. <laughs> he never specified. Is it Mobile or Mobile? Uh, either way, that shit sucks. <laughs> it's not, I hope it's not Mobile. The, the name of that album sucks. <laughs> nah, that shit was a frisbee on my window, bro. So um, after this after this single, y'all... <laughs> yeah, that, that album was mobile, bro. <laughs> so after this single, y'all not impressed with, like, what if that's if that's the... the the first song coming off the project that you're not you you guys aren't impressed so far. I, I not that, at all. I hope that's some quality control, and I hope he's if if the feedback is all around poor. I, I haven't checked. Like, I hope he's like, all right, that's just like uh, a little Lucy that I, I threw out there just to just to get. I do think strings. it's important to like have like a Tim check. Like, you got to know like how people are receptive to right. your music. The, and, and yeah, I agree. And I, I, one thing I've really hated about music in the last five to ten years is like the need for people to still drop a single and include that single on their album yeah that's yeah like i i prefer completely new bodies of work well i hate when artists like they'll drop like four singles before the album release the album there's 10 12 songs on the album and four of them were the singles that already dropped yeah, i'm like exactly. damn you already yeah. gave me half the album like yeah. shit yeah. you gave me the best songs off the album yeah so i i i, I kind of like just fresh new bodies of work and if you want to drop singles Drop, drop a little two pack or three pack, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I think that's one of the, like, obviously Drake's not the first to do this, but Scary Hours is like Drake essentially doing temp checks. It's like, yo, let me give you two, three records, see what y'all want to hear from me. What's the reception to this? All right, now I can gauge how I want to. Like, maybe I was doing this album and I had a couple of potential different. Um, like ways that I could have taken it. Like I have seven records and I wanted to get up to 14. How am I going to sculpt out the rest of the other seven records? Mm -hmm. All right, cool. Let me drop this one single on scary hours with two other songs that are nothing alike. And now let me see what y'all are gravitating towards too. So I can direct the album in a way that, you know, appeals to what people are really checking for. One thing I will say about party next door is, uh, whenever he released with his last album, um, the two singles were the news and the Drake record. What was the record that had Drake just on the hook? But it was like, which one? Like it was like featuring Drake or facts, but it was like <laughs> featuring Drake and it had maybe like just a Drake hook. Um, it was on his last album. Uh, it was on party mobile. God, I hate that thing. It's so bad. Party mobile? Mobile shit. Yeah, I'm telling you, bro. The British was, version? That shit was mobile, bro. <laughs> right out the window. 
Yeah, can't put that in the CD, CD player. CD to a frisbee, bro. He, 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 he got the fourth song and he said, eject. <laughs> you're, talking about, uh, you're talking about Loyal? Yes. The thing with Loyal is, when I first heard it as a single, I hated it. I was like, this is trash. We've had this sound for over and over. This is like One Dance 8.0. Like, I'm tired of this sound. Yeah, man. But, like, oh. when you listen to it in the flow of the album, it sounded a lot better. And I'm, I'm, um, so that's kind of my hope for this party record that's releasing now is like I don't like it like it's it's cool but you might it might fit into the but album but maybe in the flow of the album maybe it sounds a little bit better or okay. I just don't think it was a strong my thing is when you're an artist like party and your whole thing is I play the mysterious mystique game like I don't post I don't come outside I don't make myself present I drop once in a blue moon type deal. Whenever you do come back, you have to come back with like heat. Like you can't come back with your, hmm, let me see if they feeling this. Like, nah, like I need to hear your like hardest shit whenever you come back out. Cause now I'm pretty lukewarm to the reception of the album right. that I've been waiting for since 2020. For sure. I get that. I get that completely. What about some other new music that uh, you guys been listening to? Anything? Anything that's all the leaks from Kendrick and Cole today were trash. I got a shit eating grin on my face, man. I, <laughs> that 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 Cole song, I listened to it. That was garbage. That shit was as lame as Kevin Durant announcing he was wearing number seven on July seventh. <laughs> like, I like cool. what he did. Like, I like the idea that he was like, "Yo." I found a beat from someone that was like, yo, it's a J. Cole type beat. I rapped over it. I liked it. And I'm not going to put this on any yeah, project that I'm going to put out. But like, and, here, he, and he let the dude put it on his own channel. Yeah, like, like let channel. me just cool. set your whole and channel. It was also kind of a backhanded compliment. He was like, yeah, I, I, I was lacking inspiration. So I I, 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 I went deep, <laughs> so deep I was, into the depths of YouTube. And, and, I was lacking and, and inspiration I, and found your shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and yours, was, yours was the best out of this shit. Out, out of this shit out of the hole. YouTube shit uh, and, and, and so I hopped on it and I, and I, I gave you a, a very lukewarm <laughs> a lukewarm 16 yeah like it was just kind of underwhelming like yeah that, the, you're right the Kendrick I heard the Kendrick ones too the Kendrick ones weren't good were they, I heard it was just Spotify only which another reason why Apple Music is better because that shit can stay there <laughs> <laughs> alright the only difference between the Kendrick and the Cole ones is the Kendrick ones were unfinished records like I thought it was at first I thought it was Kendrick posting like on a like pseudonym account like this is me just being weird and cryptic here comes the kendrick the kendrick fan make kendrick fans accountable <laughs> but like once i heard the records i was like oh they're unfinished records so like i don't know how like like they're not good but they're also <laughs> no. unfinished so i'm okay, like but how cole, hard can i hold that against you? we're gonna do the same thing for j cole then where he, nah, went on the he dip- gave him that record <laughs> He went on the depths of YouTube to find some bullshit and then was like, y'all, I'll just, I'll just yeah, rip Yeah, but he video. put that out. Someone took Kendrick's record oh, that what? he didn't finish right. and leaked it. Like, imagine, like, imagine, like, you were about to do something cool for your girl, right? And you, like, halfway through, and you're like, damn, it's not really there yet. And I just take it and be like, nah, look at what Carlo getting you for Christmas. And it's like, oh, damn, this shit is kind of, like, whack. But, like... It's the same you, thing. You as wasn't me. finished. It's, like. the same, it's the same thing as Kendrick. You ba- he basically is like, here's this thing that I haven't finished. I'm just gonna put it out there. He didn't put it out though. It was on Spotify. 
No, but it, he, someone leaked his records, uh, like his unfinished records, uh, uh, and I'm like, that's why I'm like, I can't hold them to the same right. standard. That's fair. It's like, okay, I get you. Like, yo, what if I had, I get what you're saying. like, what if I had a hook from such and such, and I had something planned yeah, for this, and Future was gonna hop on it? Like, all right, well, that's a whole different record. Speaking of leaked records, I saw something. Um, it was it was Uzi doing like a video. I guess someone like I don't know if this was like recently or in the past, but someone leaked like leaked some of his records and shit. Mm-hmm. And it was basically it was just a video of him just like berating this dude. He was like, "Stand up, sit down." Like, <laughs> yeah, like, he was just giving this dude commands. He was like, "You a bum." He was like, "You just whack ass corny motherfucker." Like, you fucking taking my shit and just putting it out there, like all that. Um, which yeah, is I, I mean, as I spend like hours and years of my life creating like records, and you just like give it away for the free, like. Because you want some clout, you want you got some cash on the side, whatever it may be. Like, nah, that shit hate. is super lame. Those are super haters. Like, so yo, whoever, this is whoever how leaks, I like whoever live. leaks records are just super haters. Nah, this is how I feed my family and live. And yeah, like it's not supportive. These records yeah, my don't. Kids, yeah, everything. Yeah, like my record, my album's not gonna go gold in two weeks if everybody has it ahead of time. Right. right? Exactly. No, that's some crazy shit. Um, any other, uh, any other music? Mikhail, I know you got... I got two music takes I've been waiting to share. You better, you better share that one. I, I, I'm sharing both. The first one I want to share, and it's not the one that I announced in the group chat, is Cam and I's last pod, we talked about R&B, and we talked a lot about Bryson Tiller. So I ran back... What was that album you dropped that everyone likes? I, I, I liked... That Bryson Tiller drop? Yeah. Bryson Tiller has three albums. Trap Soul? Yeah, that one. That, yeah. that one that was actually like, you know, pretty pretty, pretty well liked. Are you about to say some shit about Trap Soul? I am in the camp. And I, I, I ramped that album one more time. I was like, man, I'm officially hashtag Bryson Tiller cannot sing. Bro. Like, <laughs> no, I, Bryson Tiller cannot sing. I listened to that song over time and I'm like, oh, I, I like that song in college. I listened to it again. I was like, man, this, no, it's this is rough. Yeah. yeah. Rough on the ears. Like if, if if you ever watched that Atlanta episode where that dude's hyping that paper boy, but then he like goes on the blog and then she posts a picture of like his ears bleeding. Yeah. Like, like, that's how I felt. So Nah, I think that's kind of like also kind of leaning into party. Not to say that party can't sing either, but like Trap Soul kinda like that's kind of the impact of Trap Soul is like, yo, if you can't sing, but you can rap. And you yeah. can just kind of melody your way through a song, yeah. like, hey, yeah. bro, you can be an R and B artist. Which is funny because yeah. I know Party and him had beef, or uh, there, there was some alleged beef there because Party posted a video like, oh, like you better learn how to sing, boy, or something like that. And it's yeah. like, bro, you, you, you use the same yeah, Party, the same tricks. You using them plugins, too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> heavy so, on the reverb, you're, heavy you're, on the auto. You're just lucky that I, I kind of just vibe with you more. And Bryson Tiller, I just don't really. So we're in the know. camp now. Bryson Tiller can't sing. That, 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 that's where I'm at. Like I'm just no, like I'm, I've been there. So. I never <laughs> Okay, so You're welcome. And my, and, my, and my other my other take is that you know I've been very critical of Miley Cyrus. I think I had one little snarky comment um, hey. uh, earlier. Senior Hannah Montana correspondent. I mean, I was a Hannah Montana fan growing up. I'm gonna keep it a stack. You were? I wasn't a Disney kid. I'm a Disney Nickelodeon kid. Yeah, I've watched every single like like tidbit of TV ever. Okay. I was a TV kid. I was definitely a Cartoon Network kid. All three of them. All of them, yeah. Anyways. Please. The the single she dropped, uh, Flowers. 
Is it good? Good, good, good little ditty right there. So it's a good little ditty right there. I, I, a little ditty? Yeah. yeah. So, she put out a little God. tune. Yeah. <laughs> Tough tune, yeah. Tough tune. Tough tune. So I, the, the reason why I came across this song, because I'm not searching for Miley Cyrus, is I saw some video of like her and her, her old man on like a red carpet on Word. Twitter. And the song was playing in the background. I was like, oh, is this new Miley it was Cyrus? It like fan made? Uh, I assume so. Oh, okay. I didn't know if it was her, because that's kind of hard. I don't think <laughs> it was her. No, it, it was just like them like... Hugging on the red carpet, and apparently one of them said something that pissed my. I guess Hemsworth said something that pissed off Miley. Miley kind of like gave like this weird like shoving reaction. Yeah. And then like the song was playing in the background. I was like, oh, this is a good little song. And I, I fuck with the sentiment too. So uh, you know, Miley, yeah, I, I'm willing to do a 180 if you come correct with the uh, the other what 17 songs that are forthcoming on your album. I'm not sure how many, but yeah. So shout out to Miley Cyrus. My only beef with Miley Cyrus is. She had her like you got beef with Miley? Hell yeah, I had beef with Miley. <laughs> Cause like she was making like the music that she made and the shit was cool. Like she was making pop, people enjoyed it. It played in Target, like whatever. Played it was in cool. Target. And then she tried to come get on the Mike Will beats. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was trash that, on yeah. the Mike Will beats. And then whenever black people ain't want to hear that shit no more, it was <laughs> right oh, I'm, re- I'm reconnecting with my yeah. myself, and now we getting this new Miley shit. Yeah, no, that that, that era of Jay's on my feet, Miley yeah, Cyrus twerking like, Miley is is probably yeah, she was doing too much. Has to be one of the worst er- eras of a, oh, of, yeah. of a musician's life in, in recent memory. For sure, yeah, For sure. bro, she was doing too much. It's just like when Justin Timberlake was making fucking country like wood music yeah like he was uh justified was cool and then he was man in the woods with timbaland making future sex love sounds 2020 experience all that shit and then he was like nah i gotta reconnect with my roots roots. (laughs) went straight to the woods in a flannel (laughs) and started making country what's crazy about jay that shit ain't sell then next single Oh, me and Meek linked up right now. What's crazy about JT? Stay over there. I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a like early 2000s JT fan. Like, I think he's like we always joke around like white boy of the year and stuff like that. Like he had yeah. he 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 probably oh, no, he, he was running. Like if you ever seen like a, a a golf ranking of who was the best golf from like 2000 to 2020, like it's it's a, it's a bunch of Tiger Woods. Yeah. Like white boy of the year from like 1998 to like 2010. It's a bunch of Justin Just <laughs> like, like he, he's just he held it down. smooth as hell, man. He held us down. Yeah. No, I yeah. think people, a lot of people don't like Future Sex Love Sounds, but I think what? that album's like really that's a good. good. Yeah, that's a good album. Uh, JT's that dude. I think a lot of people, they take what he did on Justified. Um, and like, I feel like it's kind of like when you compare like Channel Orange into blonde and it's like oh wait for because like if you think about what year did future sex love sounds come out 2006 like a timbaland produced r&b album in 2006 to you know what other people outside of the genre may have been interested in like yeah it may have been weird or it may have been like you know People didn't like future future sex a lot of people don't like future sex love songs i mean until the end of time my love, what goes around comes around. Sexy back. Yeah, a lot of people don't love that album. Compare in comparison to Justified. Oh, Justified's classic. Well, yeah, Justified gives you like "Rock My Body" or "Rock Your Body," "Cry Me a River. River." Like, you know, um, just more like contemporary like you, yeah. or a more like classic R and B records. And Future Sex Love Sounds is like off the wall sounds and shit like that. Yeah. So Cam, I gotta bring this up. Not to change the subject, but you mentioned because you mentioned Frank Goshen. You mentioned his albums at least. Um, he's headlining at Coachella. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got to be releasing a new album. Yes, a new album is on the way. There has to be a new album. Because I I would be so mad if I was pulling up to Coachella and he just played songs off his old shit. I'd be like, all right. We'd still sing it, though. (laughs) No, no, we'd sing it. But I'd be a little upset. I'd be like, yo, how are you going to headline at, you know... At a one of the biggest music festivals in the world, and not give me new, not give me new music. Yeah, not, it, it sounds like he's dropping something. I, I saw his agent came out and said he's not, he's no longer interested in making like single songs. He's more focused on making bodies of work. I think that was the like the the exact words used. So, well, yeah, he. I think for a little while he was just tinkering there. Like after Blonde, he gave us. Um, remember that record in my room. Like, he gave us In My Room, and he gave us the DHL album, which was super flagrant, but it was cool. Uh, <laughs> he was going through a lot, so, like, his brother just died. And, yeah, uh, exactly. He was, like, making records, and he gave us Cayendo. And so it's, like, I think he was just kind of tinkering for a little while, just seeing, like, all right, what kind of sound do I want to take? Because Frank, to me, seems like one of those artists that isn't comfortable just... Like, he can't make the same album twice. For sure. No. Yeah. Like, he can't... Like, he made Channel Orange, and, like, a lot of people love Channel Orange, and a lot of people like Blonde, too, but he seems like one of those artists where, all right, how am I going to push the envelope differently than I pushed the envelope last time? Right. And, um... And, I mean, that's cool, but sometimes with, like, a mind like Frank that's, like, so creative, I'm like... Don't get too far away from like... Yeah, you can... Yeah, I agree. You can You can almost... It's like a point of diminishing return. Yeah, like sometimes you... Like, are you... Like, I think there is something to say for being creative for the sake of just being creative. Right. Like, like yeah, you're pushing the envelope, but like... For what? No, I'm, I'm with that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like... Because he, he doesn't drop frequently. I mean, he's, he's had... He said Channel Orange, Blonde. He had Endless... Which isn't really on any streaming platforms, but still yeah, I think you can only just watch it on Apple Music. Yeah, um, um, Endless isn't bad though. Endless it's is just, good. There's, there's some joints on there. I would prefer, on I'd Endless. prefer it to be on streaming services. <laughs> I'd, be, I, I, I I'd prefer to specific. listen to these individual songs. Yeah, I mean, Nostalgia Ultra is really good too. Yeah. Um, yeah, which I think my thing with Frank is Frank's rich enough to put Nostalgia Ultra like he can get those samples cleared now. Yeah, yeah, percent. Which I think honestly, most artists should be. I think a lot of artists should work on doing that. And I'm, I'm not trying to count anybody's pockets, but like... I mean, I don't know how this works exactly, but I'm sure like the, of the promise of this... Getting those samples clear with how much money I have to pay, pay plus plus um, like revenue from the streams it would get from being on a streaming platform yeah. should be enough for the person who needs... To convince somebody. Yeah, like, okay, yeah, this, this, this is probably better for the both of us financially. If this is out on like, yeah. 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 It's really weird. Like, J. Cole was really outspoken about this on 2014 Forest Hills Drive, where he's talking about, hey, I don't think you should, as an artist, be able to stop me from sampling your shit. Like, I should be required to pay you and I should be required to notify you, but you shouldn't be able to say, no, I can't sample it because yeah. you, um, were you know you were inspired by something you put something into the world now i'm inspired by what you were inspired by and like we should continue that cycle and like i kind of get him because like that's cool until the clan wants to fucking sample your shit and make the proud boys anthem with your song and you can't say no like like there's like yeah yeah, yeah. there has to be some boundary it gets to the debate where like for for like presidential campaigns like what if a a, yeah like what if i don't support this like candidate or yeah yeah, and you don't yeah you don't want yeah that's fair there's to be some checks and balances but i I do see what jacob was saying um like i know for a while 
And rightfully so, Aaliyah's family didn't like anyone um, sampling, sampling her, her music yeah. for a while. Yeah, uh, I, th- I think that's just you know out of respect of like that sudden sudden passing. But uh, yeah, I mean, I I I, 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 I like sam- like when people sample others. Like I think we're in that yeah. uh, generation of like '90s music was so like I guess nostalgic and and like the artists that we follow like love that time of music where like they yeah. were using that like, <laughs> it's the music they grew up on so right. like whenever they're creating they're like yo right. I love this sample let me see what I can right. I guess I'm put saying, my like, own spin on our it our generation of our, like rappers have sampled probably more than previous generations so it's like I think it's good when it's not blocked because it leads to good music yeah no I think uh I think because of the internet and like how easy it is to like obtain a sample now, like in the nineties, like you legitimately had to go to like the store, buy the vinyl and like sample it versus now where like I can download, I can buy for 99 cents a copy of any song that I want. Yeah, I can do your I own that. that shit to me. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And now I can sample it that way. Yeah. Like it's much easier. Those are my yeah. I mean, those those are all my only music takes. I haven't really listened to much other than that than than going into some some older stuff. Uh, I've been listening to a lot of Stove God Cooks recently. Um, Who? What? Stove God Cooks. Stove God Cooks. Signed, okay. Uh, to okay. West Side Gun. Okay. Uh, if you like that sound, that uh, Griselda, Freddie Gibbs, um, Larry mm. June. If you into that mm. that movement of music, mm. Stove God is honestly. I think he's the best Stove of all of them. Stove God Cooks. He, it's like luxury Coke wraps mm. mixed with countless basketball references. <laughs> okay. Like, there's one, um, I hate Carl Malone, but <laughs> he was talking about Coke and he's like, when they were afraid to get it through the mailman, I went Utah Jazz. Like, he just has like these perfect like basketball mm. references. Mm. It's what you do after the brick, bitch, I'm Draymond. Like, I love this reference. <laughs> They're all basketball. Um... But yeah, that's what I've been on recently. I think it, uh, uh, yeah, easy listens. His album, uh, Reasonable Drought, is really good. I know, right? I know. It's you got to check them out. Um, we want to get into our uh, trade deadline primer. Yeah, Twenty-one days away from the trade deadline, I put a little guide together just based off of um, uh, ESPN Bobby Marks's guide and uh, just different. Uh, reporters, I try not to get too crazy with like speculative trades just because, like, I feel like we in an era where anybody can just pull up the trade machine and make some shit make sense shit in, yeah. and yeah. then put it on Twitter. <laughs> it gets like 10,000 retweets and now it's credible. Like, oh, look at this trade. Like, it makes sense. Like, nah, that don't necessarily make sense. Um, I try to get as close to alphabetical order because I was doing all of this shit just on the fly. But uh, start with Atlanta. It seems like John Collins is legitimately out of here. So, yeah. I don't know why there's this strong initiative to move John Collins. I think Atlanta fucked up when they drafted. People always bring up the, the Trey Young uh, over Luka, which, hey, I understand. But they, they fucked up when they drafted Cam Reddish. Like, like the, the reason why they're struggling right now is because like they, they have no clear wing that's helping the movement, in my yeah, opinion. I get that. Um, I think with John Collins as well is I think they – paid him too much too soon yeah yeah like they gave john collins uh like 25 m's a year i think and 
I don't know. I just never felt like I understand paying players on potential. Like you kind of have to do that. Yeah. But I didn't think he had exhibited that to to that point. Or up until that point, I didn't think he had exhibited that. And I think he got that extension coming off of that one run they made. Yeah, that mo- yeah, yeah. Yeah. He had, which, a, re- he had a monster year, too, like in, around COVID. Or, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> but, like, if you're looking at him now, like, dudes, at, in the role that they have him in now, he's averaging, like, 13 points and seven rebounds. Like, yeah. That's, like, 2019 Kyle Kuzma stats. No, right? you, you, like, yeah, I guess to keep him on your team, you need him to be getting, like, 22 11 and like four. Yeah. Bobby Marks put out a trade. It was like, it was for the Raptors, which is why I threw it in here because I'm sadly have to talk about that at some point. Yeah, we got it. Got but it, it was uh, essentially Boucher, Thad, Birch, and a top 10 protected pick. And solely because in 24 minutes, Boucher was averaging the same stats as Collins now. And I'm not saying he should necessarily be a Raptor because I don't want him, but I think they can find players to fulfill his role. For much cheaper than like Boucher is on a seven mil contract. Like if you can save twenty mil a year, and still get thirteen and seven out of somebody, then like you should be all right. I see the cum bucket looking fresh in the stop. In the, my God, the blue suit. <laughs> That's disgusting. First of but, all, you got to give more context when you before you just say y'all see the cum bucket yeah, <laughs> like in a room full of three dudes. The cum bucket <laughs> looking right in the fresh. Yeah, Hell <laughs> man, the blue, the cobalt blue. No, um, my only thing with Atlanta. While they, I agree they might be trying to get off that contract, I feel like because of what they did with John Z. Murray, what they feel like they have with uh, Trey Young and DeAndre Hunter and Capella, I think they're still going to try and be in that, like, call it win-down mode, mm-hmm. high playoff, like, high playoff seed mode. Yeah. And I feel like that's where they're, like, they're going to want picks for sure. Yeah, because they, I mean, they gave up three just to get DeJounte. Mm-hmm. They might want to trade Trey Young, too, with him beefing with his coach. Nah, because Nate McMillan's a trash coach. <laughs> yeah, Nate McMillan. Uh, I thought he was on the hot seat. I thought he got fired. Nah, it was uh, Lloyd Pierce. And then Nate McMillan was the assistant coach the year that made that run. So they're like, oh, we just run it back with Nate. Yeah. Like, he here. And then they haven't really been all that good since then. Because I do yeah. think, like, they have a they do have a talented backcourt. I think DeJounte Murray is still really good. Yeah, I like DeJounte a lot. Trey Young's really still really good. He's he's not shooting it as well, but... No, I mean, yeah. And I think some of that's just figuring out how we're going to operate with two ball handlers that legitimately need the ball to do what they do best. My thing with, like, Capella is, like, it's Capella. Like, he's a good big... I don't think you mess with it. Like, there's a reason you have the best pick and roll output or points per pick and roll with Capella and Trey Young. Okay. Like, it works. You don't have to go get, like, a Joel Embiid. I think their problem is filling in that middle. Like, DeAndre Hunter's not what they planned out to be. So, I think a lot of this is, like, yo, let's get some stuff for Collins now. And then, you know, in the summer, let's reassess uh, where to go from there with what we have. <clears throat> Boston doesn't really need too much. They've been linked to like uh, some cheap bigs because they do have a trade exception. Mm-hmm. So they can they have a trade exception and an open roster spot. So they can just absorb a player without really having to do all that much. Just send out picks. Yeah. So my big question with them is they are a deep team. At no matter how deep you are, at a certain point in the playoffs, you're going to cut that rotation to eight. Yeah. So 
what is the value of being really deep if you see more value in trading some players and getting a stronger eight? So I wonder what they're going to do there. Well, I think, I think, for, them, I think for them where it, where it helps to be more deep is you can give this team, you can give the Tatums, the Marcus Smarts, and the Jalen Browns, even the Robert Williams, um, a little bit more rest. Because I think, I think Mark, like, a, like Marcus Smart and Robert Williams are hardworking motherfuckers. So you don't want them really tired for the playoffs. Also, I'm not saying this is an injury-prone team by any means, but... Al Horford has some miles on him. Rob mm-hmm. Will Rob Will has you know significant injury history. Uh, I think at this point they <laughs> the cobalt coat is kind of fire. Um, I think for them it's just like yo, let's not get to a point where <laughs> a half court shot from uh, yo he picked he got cookies thirty is back and then fucking drain that shit. That's disrespectful. Um. I think for them, they're like, yo, let's not get into a situation where Horford gets injured or he's just old, and now right. we operate in with Luke Cornett. Well, yeah, because that is the thing at their big man spot. If you lose Al Horford or Robert Williams, hey, yo. We looking slim out here. Because you can probably slide Grant Williams in at the four, but then there goes another four that's coming off the bench. Yeah, like we need something there. I think that's where Gallinari could have filled, because Gallinari could play realistically that four spot. Especially when you're so close, like, yo, we can go back to the finals again. Like, there's realistically maybe one team that can really stop us from getting to the finals. We have the exception. Well, I think there's two. I think the Sixers could do it, and I think the Bucks could do it. I think I the Bucks could. I ain't trusting Doc. I don't trust Doc. Touche. Or James Nor- Harden. Or Harden. Yeah. Or it'd be... Jimmy Harden. Um, Jimmy Harden. You see his feet with Rachel Nichols? No. Feet looking rough. He need to so he need to go get them shits working. Go stop going to the strip club. Go to the fucking nail salon. Pedicures. Get some fucking pedicures. Uh, Charlotte got a lot of dudes on. Uh, Trade everyone away. Tank get get one by. Pretty him. much like yo, Ubre I believe is able to. Ubre has an option. I think McDaniel's is unrestricted. Where's your gone? PJ Washington. Like yo, just tank it out. Get. Pieces and sign me for all this. Sign me. Why not? Give me me a ten day. Why not? No, rest of the year. Take take care of your boy. (laughs) No, I think uh, I I think I think Rozier's gone. I think they're gonna make some other trades. They're just gonna go tank. They're gonna go tank mode. My thing is, if you've been bad this whole season, you might as well like why risk it at the end? I'm not tanking. I am dead ass. There, the league will never let uh, Wembyama come to Charlotte. They will make sure they do not get the first pick. I could see it. It's, it's, what I wonder though is like, Houston's also bad. Detroit's bad. I mean, Houston is a is a good city. I've never been, but want to go. Uh, is, is, does does the league want to see Wembyana go to? Sorry, Carla, Detroit. I mean, at least Detroit has basketball history. Yeah, they, they have basketball history, and like they have some good young players. Yeah, better young players. Um, I think they have, yeah, they have, they have a future. They got Jaden Ivey, they got Cade Cunningham, they got Jalen Duran, they got a squad. After Lamelo on this team, it's nothing. Nothing. Yeah, nah, it's nothing. Yeah, and I, Michael Jordan's been such a bad owner. Like sometimes yeah. I wonder if like the league's like, hey man, just, like this this franchise is cheap. And let's be clear, I think the Pistons probably have a probably have a bigger following. Than Charlotte. The only reason I'm going to say that is they. I know they dip into to Canada a little bit. Not talking the Toronto area, but other Canadian yeah. areas. I mean, they're also significantly older. 
Just as a franchise. As a franchise, they got a lot of history. Oh, yeah, they're yeah. in a good division. They're in a really good. They're a really good division. Um. So I think, and I, you know. Yeah, they're in that central division with like the Bulls. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not a lot of competition over there. So I think there is a little bit. I think they would rather see them go. Hit, but I'll be honest. I don't think. I think they rig it to get to Houston. I think Wimbayama is going to go to Houston. I could see it. Or it's going to be some fucking dark horse lottery team. I could see it being the Spurs, too. <sighs> I don't believe in draft rigging just because if I do, then I would be depressed. So Yeah, well, if, you look at the, if you look at the history of... Maybe the, Zion. Of, of, of the draft, if there was, quote-unquote, like legit draft rigging, it'd be a lot more obvious. I don't know. It's been a little obvious at times. Like, what was the year the Pelicans... It wasn't the Zion one. There was a year the Pelicans should, like, had no shot... At getting a top pick, I believe, and they got the top pick. I want to say it was with AD. Might have been that, but I mean, also the Cavs got like three fucking in a row. Like there was no way they got they let the Cavs get all of them. Like there's come on, there's no like you got. I'm I'm just the other side. I saw that. Why would they want Cleveland to have that many? Because they knew LeBron was going to come back. Okay, fair. And they knew like where like let's let's get because they were like oh none of these picks are hitting oh they got Kyrie now they're good. Okay, I can see that. That's I, I do think there's... I think they rigged it to have Patrick Ewing go to the Knicks, too. So, I've been th- I think they've done it. I think but then, the NBA is smart. I think they know, like, where they're going to make money, where these guys can, like, do the most impact from a media coverage perspective, and they're going to place these guys there, especially to do, like, Wimbayama. If it was... An- if it was... If Wimbayama was coming out and the number one pick was going to be Scoot Henderson, I don't think they rig it. But a dude like Wimbayama, who is literally one of these dudes that we're looking at that's like, this could be a generational type player. He could be like a LeBron. He All goes well. Injuries go well. The progression that we see right now continues upward. He could be that Michael Jordan, LeBron type player. Yeah, and I guess knowing what we know about contracts, wherever he gets drafted, he's probably going to be there for seven years. Exactly. So yeah. And I don't think that they like with the the media market in Charlotte is smaller than I think Detroit and Houston. Oh, 100 percent, it um, is. I don't think they're Orlando. They're Orlando is going to get a, sh- a fair shot at this dude either. So, um, we'll see. I mean, I, I, think, I think Orlando think, may. I also think. I mean, Orlando it, has a really good history of getting bigs. Maybe I just think it's the. I think. Do they need one more goddamn tall person? That's what I'm saying. I th- I could see them like Mikhail was saying earlier. Houston's got a lot of really good young pieces. I have um, a take about that. Huh? I have a take about that. They're young Houston? pieces. I think that I agree with Eric Gordon. Um, I don't know if you guys saw what he said, but basically Eric Gordon was like, yeah, they cool, but like, are we really good? Like, like yeah, they're like good young potential players, but like, we're not getting any better. Like, well, no, as a yeah. team. But it's going to take many, many, many years. That's fair, but like, I think that... Operating as a team, I don't know if they're those guys are going to be those guys. I don't know yet. It's the, the to be determined. I think that Jalen Green is a good player. I do think that uh, Kevin Porter Jr. I'm kind of out on. Like, yeah. I really like. He's just a highlight reel. I think Jabari yeah. Smith could be really good. Jabari, I, it's, uh, yeah. They're just young. I mean, you, when you're on those those young teams like that, you never know. They don't they don't elevate until really far out. Most of the time. It's fair. I just think that, and some of it is the team, but like I think OKC is like a very good example of a team that is like really putting their players in position to elevate. And I don't think the Rockets are. are. I mean, they're a playing team. I guess. Yeah. They're a playing team without their 
without Chet. Because who they? They they're uh, Giddy and um, it's Shea Giddy and, and some dudes. Yeah, Shea Giddy and some dudes. <laughs> yeah, but in fairness, in fairness, the West is weak. It's still Kenrich the West is Williams, really weak. Garrett, uh, Darius Baisley, like it's no, just I, I, no, I get you, but there. I mean, I would say the same thing for Houston. It's just dudes on that team. Besides Jalen Green, Kevin Porter Jr., and Jabari Smith, it's just dudes. Alperen Shingun's a pretty good center. He all right. Who? <laughs> all right, you hate it. No, I mean he's Alperen Shingun not good. Is that what we doing? I don't think on a on a championship level team. I don't think he gets nearly as many minutes as he does at Houston. On a Boston, a Bucks, or anywhere else, I don't think he gets nearly the amount of minutes. I don't think any of them dudes get nearly the amount of minutes. I think a Jabari Smith or a Jalen Green would. Jabari Smith is too early to say. Jalen uh, Green. This is only Jalen Green's second year. That's fair, but I just think they're all just individual stat players. Like I don't think. And it's hard. Like I, I don't want to doom them to be like, no, they can never play in a system. But like, I don't want to say that. I think they're gonna need a really strong head coach. I don't know if the Houston guys is, is that, is but Pope they also need Silas, right? Is that his name? Yeah, but they also need vets, and that's the issue. They have zero vets on that team. The problem with Silas is, is Silas wasn't brought in for this. No, he Silas wasn't. was. No. He led when Dallas had the best offensive rating of any basketball team ever. Silas was their offensive coordinator, and they brought him in yeah. to be with James Harden. And then James was like, nah, I'm out. So, like, I don't really blame so Like, this, I ain't come here. Like, he came there to be a head coach, but he came there to be a head coach with the pieces to, like, really make him. But yeah. that's where I do think they're going to need so They're going to need a coach that can develop and teach his players, like, what it means to play in the NBA. And since we're here, um, on my Houston list, it was pretty much, is it worth trading Eric Gordon for like a first round pick versus going the next 35, 30 games without a vet? Because right. I don't really know if you want to have them 22 to 24 year old dudes in a locker room, just no vets Fuck whatsoever. Right. Yeah. yeah. At this point though in the season, I'm not, I'm, you're going to, if they wanna... can get Victor Wimbayama, because you get, they get Wimbayama game changed. I mean, they could get him. Regardless if yeah. Eric Gordon's there or not, but like, is it worth keeping Eric Gordon just for the next thirty games and trading him in the off season? I don't know to like have oh. a vet. I mean, do you think do you think the teams went up to give up give up a first round pick to get Eric Gordon though? I think that's what it's gonna cost. I think a championship team would a team that's vi- a team that's like we are. I feel like the Bucks. Like if yep. you can turn the Warriors, George I, Hill in a first into Eric Gordon then like I could see the Warriors maybe trying to make a run at Eric Gordon if they want. Yeah. Um I don't know. But uh let's let's keep going. Let's let, let's just go through the teams that uh yeah, that yeah. we really are like okay, we definitely think they can make. Like either they definitely need holes that they need to do some of the deadline or we think they might do some of the deadline. Uh Cleveland needs a wing. Yeah, I could see them consolidating some dudes like Josh Giddy or not Josh, Jesus Christ, um, Jetty Osman and just some other Dean Wade Okoro. and like a pick and yeah. like let's go get like a Josh Hart or somebody. Just yeah, like they definitely need like a what I get a, a three. Yeah, like I don't think there's any move they can make to really get it done this year, but like let's go ahead and build for next year. Hope Mobley yeah. takes another step and keep it pushing. Yeah. Uh Dallas and Christian Wood are at odds about an extension. They can offer him four years sixty, I think, and they wanna give him two years thirty, uh, because they just wanna keep that window short. 
Uh, I don't think they can afford to lose another player for nothing. Like, they lost Brunson for yeah. nothing. I could see them trading Christian Wood or at least trying to package him for something better. Yeah. Realistically, I think Dallas should probably look similar to... I think they should look into, like, what the Hornets have with, like, an Ubre Washington, McDaniels-type deal. Like, yo, take this pick plus Tim Hardaway Jr. and whatever see, big we don't want. And, like, let's just try to... Get some I depth. think they actually need to go and maybe look at it differently. They need to. I think they, if they could, they should try and eat, if they can, try and consolidate picks and then try and make a bigger trade because Luca needs help. No, Luca needs help, but I don't think there's realistically an option available to get him. Like, well, that's why I think consolidating picks. I think if they could just throw like a huge pick package together, I don't really have them. They still owe. That's what I'm saying. If you can they trade, still Chris, to the Knicks. If you can trade Christian Wood for um. For something, that's where I think they should try and for like some sort of first round pick. That's what I would try and do. Uh, Denver doesn't need to really do much; just get healthy. Yeah, they do have a nine million dollar trade exception. So like, if they wanted to hmm. go get like a Mason Plumley, just a back because their current backup to Jokic is DeAndre Jordan, and like we know yeah. how DeAndre Jordan is. So yeah. they wanted to go get like a Mason Plumley or a Josh Richardson. They could do that without having to necessarily send out players. Yeah, Plumley. Detroit's got to trade. Well, they don't have to, but they'll end up trading Bogdanovich. Yeah. I think he ends up in Milwaukee because I think Milwaukee just puts together like Connaughton and Connaughton, like George Hill in a pick, like yeah. and run it. Uh, Golden State is apparently planning to keep all of their young players. Uh, the question with Golden State is: Do you sell on Wiseman at this point? Because you're never gonna get second overall pick compensation no. back for Wiseman. So do you extend it another year and hope something happens, or do you just sell low and just kind of... I just still wonder. I mean, the dude has hardly played basketball over the last four years. I wonder if they still are holding out. I'm not going to say hope, but maybe a little bit of hope. You try and maybe get some better development. Because let's be clear, I don't think Steve Kerr is a developer of talent. I think Steve Kerr is a great coach, but I don't think he's a developer of talent. And I wonder if you he just needs development and a finer touch. And also their system is not bred for, for big men. But but it's th- not. This might be out of the scope of Steve Kerr's. I mean, he's playing bad in the G league. Like, yeah. Like, I don't I, really that's know, true. Like if just bringing some, like he may have to just be like a fresh start, dude. No, I, th- I think he they, might have to be a fresh I, start. I think dude. they need to get rid of him. I think the, the warriors after this year need a clear direction with what they're doing with everyone on that team, not name stuff. Draymond said that the writing was on the wall. And oh, he's gone. Like he's gone. He's gone. And once he goes, like, oh, you I think, think, do you think Draymond gets traded at the deadline? Something that, Oh, no, deadline, I don't know. Oh, no. at, at the end I of just the, think at the end of the season, yeah. it's, it's he's gone. Yeah, and he, like yeah, once one be. piece falls, and it's like, all right, well, the next falls, and now. Yeah. I mean, Clay's been, Clay has been playing better since the beginning of the season. Better, yeah. Clay, Clay's pretty good now. Steph is Steph. Yeah. Wiggins I don't think has been Wiggins. I don't think it's over because Draymond leaves. I think it's more so we've started to collapse the yeah. empire. and like. Well, and I think, I think Jordan Poole is not – I'm curious to see if Jordan Poole is not playing as well because there's locker room tension with, with Draymond. That that can fuck up chemistry shit, and that can be yeah. a mental game for him. So I am curious to know, does Jordan Poole get better with Draymond gone? That's I would hope. Yeah. And maybe he needs to be shipped too. I mean, I, I, like I said, I, I think everyone... They just paid him, they're not shipping him. I think everyone on that team, not named Steph, needs, like, it, it should be fair game. Wow. I can see it. Uh, Indiana... A lot of teams interested in uh, Miles Turner. 
Uh, he's turning down his extensions. I think this year because he can like legitimately walk, they'll try to move him. Like, yeah. But I mean, because if you're just gonna keep turning down extensions and like, all right, yeah, yeah, we gotta do something. They do have a lot of cap space, so I could see them taking in like a, a Dario Sarge or like a Evan Fournier. Yeah. Uh, just to get some picks. Uh, the Knicks. I don't understand this whole Cam Reddish thing because Cam Reddish is available for a second, and I understand that it's early, so nobody wants to like throw out their assets like extremely early to get Cam Reddish, but like a second, a singular second, like there are teams with six seconds over the next eight years. Like you can throw it together. I think their biggest thing is just continuity. Like we can't run another issue where it's like, okay, we trade a first to get Reddish. And then now our coach isn't playing Reddish. So now our GM and coach aren't on the same, like, like we can't let that happen again. Right. Uh, but they, I will say the Knicks, weirdly enough, because I still don't think Brunson's like a true number one option, but no. they have a lot of number two, three option dudes that would, on like a quote unquote championship thing. Yeah. If they get a number, another number two, three option, they could just kind of spurs it together and just be like, we're going to play incredible team basketball. Yeah. And that can win you a chip. Their current interests are right now are Eric Gordon and Gary Trent Jr. So we'll see what they do. Um, the Clippers have a $9.7 million trade exception and they have a pick that they can trade now. I think their big thing is how are we, what are we going to do at point guard? Like, yeah, John Wall's not it. Reggie Jackson's not it. Terrence Mann is not it. Like, I think this is the Clippers and I'm happy about it. I think the Clippers experiment has failed. Yeah, it's over. Um, oh, I don't think PG and Kawhi can do it. Um, they just don't play enough together. Kawhi is done. Kawhi never going to get another max. Nope. No. Uh, their interest is currently Van Vliet. Um, Interesting. Has good continuity with Kawhi and uh, Norman Powell. I mean, I think if they did somehow pull that off, I don't think it's good possible. But like, I think they could. I think that would work out for Fred and the Clippers. I just yeah. don't think that. I think for what the Raptors would demand, I like. I don't think one pick and like Terrence Mann and shit's getting it done. Uh, the Lakers. Um. I don't think there's a realistic deal that both no, no. vaults his team as a contender and so. doesn't punt the future. Yeah, so like, so. Uh, I could see them maybe making like a yo, here's like two seconds and like Patrick Beverly just to get like a Josh Richardson, like just maybe something, something like that. Yeah. yeah, but nothing that's gonna move the needle. Yeah, a lot of things also like a lot of the dudes people tie them to like Pirtle and Kuzma, like those are dudes that they can try to uh, sign in the summer. So it's like how we can't keep giving up first to get dudes that we no. can potentially get. I don't think they're going to give up. I think they are a fed, they are definitely never not going to give up that first unless it's for like a an all-star level dude. Yeah, like someone that's really going to make a difference. Yeah, like here. a Bradley Beal, and I don't think they're going to get a Bradley Beal or anything like that. So uh, Memphis, not too much to do here. Uh, they do have Danny Green's salary. So yeah. like you yeah. could take Danny Green and like a pick and I still think try they need to vets, get but. I think, yeah, I think you have options there. Like, you can try to run Danny Green, or you can do, like, Danny Green to pick to try to get, like, a Malik Beasley or something. Mm -hmm. Like, just an extra piece. Uh, Miami uh, trying to shed Lowry. There's been a lot of rumors about a uh, D'Lo-Lowry swap. Ooh, I like Um, that. So that's kind of cool. Minnesota has to do something. Minnesota has to do something. Clearly, D'Lo doesn't fit with what they I got think going this offseason they blow it up. Uh, yeah, I think they pick 
They take um, what's his face, um, Anthony Edwards. Obviously, nobody's touching him. And I think they might trade Cat. I think they trade Cat. I think they'll try. Um, I don't know what you can get for Cat. I'm sure someone will offer something. I would love. Like I've said this last time. I would love for Cat to be on the Mavericks with yeah. Luca. I think that would be. Fu- I think. Giving Lucas some help like that would be fucking phenomenal. No, I agree. I feel like he's a player that allows he like yo just get down there and get boards and score. Yeah, like let me do everything else. Um, Miami's pretty much handcuffed by salary. Maybe they can do like a D'Lo for Lowry, D'Lo for Mike Conley, but nothing that's gonna really change the game here. Yeah. Um, New Orleans is pretty interesting because they have so much trade equity between young players, salary, and hella picks from, like, the Lakers and Milwaukee and Memphis. Yeah. Like, they can do whatever they want. Uh, they're pretty locked in on Trent. Um, so we could see that happening. But I do think they need just, like, a bench piece. Just to yeah. Run. I think they could make a legitimate run. I do, I do as well. Uh, Orlando literally just don't take shortcuts. Yeah. Maybe you can get like a second for Terrence Ross. Like you can Maybe. Yeah. Uh, Phoenix. Jay Crowder is the interesting one. Yeah, I um, thought they would have moved him by now. Yeah, like, I don't really understand how that's going to work because Jay Crowder, I think it's kind of bullshit that he's just like staying home. Mm-hmm. Not show. Like, I understand people are like, yo, like, we know what Jay Crowder does, but like at the same time, like, you not playing for like an entire year doesn't entice me to. No, like especially because you're like I just don't like my role. Like, okay, yeah. so basically you're just not a team player. If I say like, hey, I want you, to, and you're you're just not satisfied. You're like, I'm just gonna sit at home. And the only teams that are like really looking at you like that are the contenders. It's yeah. the Bucks. It's the Nets. Where you're not gonna be a starter. Yeah, you're not gonna be a starter, and we need you to be conditioned like yeah. right away. Like, <laughs> no, I think it, yeah, I think it's poor on him. I think he's like this is this is not gonna look good on him. He's one of those guys that I could see out of the league in a couple years because the league blackballs him because they're like, yo, we just don't like your attitude. Yeah, we're not dealing with this shit. Yeah. yeah. He's entering like J.R. Smith territory. Yeah. Um, Simons is reportedly untouchable yeah, uh, for Portland. That. Yeah. Um, rightfully so. Yeah, I get that. Uh, a lot of teams interested in Josh Hart. He's a good wing. He can yep. make shit happen. He's solid. Uh, but they're pretty much stuck in the middle. Nothing going on there. Yeah. Uh, Bogdanovich and Jay Crowder obviously tied to Milwaukee. Uh, they don't really have a lot of wiggle room due to, like, salary. So, like, they are going to have to trade somebody important yeah, to get yeah. somebody important. Um, if you're Sacramento, just play it slow. Don't rush anything. Um, yeah, I mean, they're they're rocking right now. Just kind of keep it put. I mean. Yeah, like, just enjoy and, the success we yeah, have right may, now. If anything, just don't try and be like, all right, we're going to go add another star and sell yeah, the farm. Like, if you're going to do it. You go get DeRozan and now shit's fucked up. Yeah, go <laughs> add, like. Go add toolkit type dudes, dudes that do, are specialized in certain things that you are lacking. Yeah, agreed. Um, San Antonio, they got Pirtle, they got Dougie, they got Richardson. People want them. They got cap space and beds. They want like two first for po- uh, Pirtle on unexpiring. Yeah, I was like, you're not getting that. Yeah, no, fuck that. No, you're not getting that. Um, they got cap space, so like if they want to buy. You know Evan Fournier or Dario Saric and get a pick. Yeah, they're out going of it. for the. They're they going for the first. They're going for the first pick. Exactly. Take that shit all the way out. Um. Let's see here. Toronto's a whole escapade of things, but yo, know, players looking for big contracts, uh, in contract years. Obviously, we know what Fred VanVleet and Gary Trent Jr. are going through. 
both being shopped around. Apparently, Siakam and OG are not really on the table. It's like, yo, if you really want to give us four firsts and two young Which players is, for Siakam, then like... I'm sorry. Right. Also, like, what are they asking for uh, OG? Uh, OG, as of today, it was higher before, but as of today, it was two promising young players and two picks. That's crazy for OG. Yeah. That's uh, crazy for OG. I think with him being 25, I think a lot of people are still banking on future potential, but... No, we're not going to do that. 25, you're probably about what you're going to be. I don't think so. Then if that's the case, then Jalen Green can be phenomenal still. I mean, that's a possibility, but the thing with OG is, like, he was, like, a fourth option through all of this. Like, he's never had a chance to... So, I think what you get is what you're going to get from OG. I think two picks and two promising players for OG, he's not a star. He's never been an all-star. I would... If he was a few, like... He's never even been really in all-star conversations. I mean, that's... I'm not disagreeing with you, but players of equal status go for that now. Who? Name name someone. Drew Holiday went for four or five picks. Drew Holiday is better than OG. He's not worth four or five picks. No, he's not, but they were in win-now mode. Someone might be in win-now mode. Like, Maybe. Four or five picks is just like, there's I, no like... The rules are different now. Like twenty five mil used to be like a a big contract. Now role players are making twenty five. Yeah, mil. I guess the the two promising players. I, I need to, I need to like think of the actual players. That, that, yeah, what is promising? That mean? that two promising young players on top of two picks. That sounds like a lot. Yeah, what no, is it's, promising? It's a lot because they don't want to trade him. Like is DeAndre Hunter considered a promising player? Right. Yeah. Like it's a lot because they don't want to trade him. But if you're gonna give it to me, yeah, because like, they're so I'll obviously take it. they're not trading him. Like, for example, like, if you get, if you're, like, for original, he was originally tied to the Pelicans, right? You get two firsts, Dyson Daniels and Herb Jones. Like, if you want to say that's too much, like, that I'm, I'm not okay. going to. That's fine. That's, that's two okay. promising that's, young players that's okay. and two picks. That's right. okay. I, like, that, and that's the definition of, like, what is promising player. Like, if they're, like, I want, I'm making, like, I'm just, I'm going to make up two people that aren't even, I'm, all right, I'll make up yeah. two people that aren't even on the same team. Evan Mobley and Cade Cunningham. No, that's, okay, that's no, yeah, yeah, no, like, yeah, those yeah. are promising players. Like, no, you're not getting that. Yeah, but that those are like potential generational talents. Okay, like right, that's yeah. not like that's past promising young player. Yeah. Um, Scotty's untouchable, of course. Yeah. Uh, Utah has a bunch of dudes: Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt, Conley, Gay, all selling options. Uh, Clarkson wants twenty mil on an extension. So, uh, maybe him too. And then lastly, the Wizards uh, with Kuzma. I skipped Philly because they don't really have anything. But uh, yeah, they do need better bench. But yeah, they they can't. They don't have. They're anything. pretty much handcuffed. Yeah. Uh, and Kuzma, uh, seeking twenty million. He's definitely played his way into a contract of twenty million. He's good. So it's like he's solid. Yeah. He's hooping. Yeah. He's hooping. I hope I hope he comes back to the Lakers. I've always wanted to see Brad Bill get traded. His He's not going nowhere. His his love to, to be in Washington is really disappointing. I don't understand it. Like he might just be one of them dame dudes where it's like, yo, I'm just hella loyal and I just want to do it my way. And that's cool. I respect it. But like Bro, your way though, like if you sincerely believe you can win in Washington, that's one thing, but you can't. Yeah. You're just yeah, it's, you're, it's, you're, you're just, just first team. For it. it's over. You're just first team all bag. Which, hey. <laughs> God damn. First team all bag. What? How, him? I no, mean, I get it. I get it. I mean, he's got that. He, it's the same way with like Dame. Dame should have been like, yo, I want out of here. I think for like Dame and Portland, they kind of have like this symbiotic relationship where like 
at least they like and I could be wrong, but I don't think like if I was in Washington, I'm not really coming to see Bradley Beal like that. Like I'm coming to the game to see Dame. Like yeah. Dame is the only reason yeah. they selling tickets. I don't know, but I don't know. I don't, I don't know what know like Beals I don't know what like, like the Washington Wizards fan base is like. Like I don't know. Like if they're like a hoop a hoop city, that's like yo. I'm just gonna yeah. go. To, I'm not gonna go to the game just to go to the game. Yeah. No, that could be true. I'm just. I don't think Bradley Beal is that big of a draw. Whereas no. Dame is electric. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I agree. And Dame has led them to the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe like. When Beal was average, that season where he put up like 35 and 5. Like, all right, cool. Yeah. I got to see that. Other than that season, though, I mean, he's been like a 22, 24 yeah, point scorer. Sure. Like, so we at the end. That's the that's the end of the trades? Yeah, that's the end of the trades. Okay. As of today, maybe I'm sure by the time we do another episode, yeah, we'll so have a whole cool. new round of trade right. shit. But. Yeah, I mean, it'll, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the league. I mean, the contenders are the contenders. Um Boston's got a real good shot at it this year. I'm wondering if the I do wonder if the Warriors try and do something because they definitely need a spark. I still really wonder if they're gonna try and get rid of Draymond because I do think there's some locker room shit. I think they that have is to... preventing them from being where they should be in the in the standings. Personally, I think it's in their best interest to get 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 rid of more than just Draymond. Like Draymond, Andrew Wiggins. Oh, no, I think I, I think you can keep Wiggins. Well, you, you can, but like I, I, I think you, I think it's fair to say, hey, we're, we're we're going to test to see what we can get because we're get, we're I think we're reaching a point where it's not just because like with Draymond alone, you're not getting anything in return. No, you're not. But I think that's good. I think it gives you an opportunity. The reason, and this is just my opinion, I think the reason like a Kuminga hasn't been what he has been this year is because his minutes are sporadic and they come in weird times. Based on yeah, yeah. on whenever Draymond comes in and out of the game, or when Wiggins comes in and out of the game, which is not often. I think a lot of this really comes back to like how long are we gonna ride out Curry? And like a lot of people are, it's pretty polarizing. It's basically like you ride out Curry till he no longer wants to be there because he's incredible, or. You so I, I am I am on that side. I think you should show him loyalty yeah. whenever he wants. He's done so much. He's done everything for this franchise. However long he wants to be there, you give it the same way that the Lakers did with Kobe. You know, people can say what they want, but I think that's how you should treat the people that have elevated your franchise to the level that it's at. No, I agree. I one hundred percent agree. I just think that you also have to take what comes with that, as yeah. in. Everything we do has to be based around him until he's gone. Yeah, I agree. But and that I, that's may not I, get you back to a championship. But yeah. that's where I think Kuminga can be. I think Kuminga could. I still have a lot of problems that Kuminga can be effective, especially in that Draymond role. I think he just, like I've been saying, I think he just he's not getting the opportunities because again, it's whenever Draymond and Wiggins come off the floor, that's like okay, you can come in. But then again, you still got dudes in front of you like. Pool and Curry and Clay, and you know that if you're playing with, you're not gonna get the touches. You're not gonna be able to do what you need to do. I think, like I think Kamiga could do this right here, set up the offense, bring the ball down, and have that type of vision. I, I don't think, think he, he has that vision. I think he's a good player, and I think he could develop that. But I don't think it's gonna. I don't I, think it's right now, but I think it can be enough for them to be elevated. I think he also brings a different level of athleticism that will allow them. They like to push the ball. I think they can push the ball a little bit more effectively. For sure, I think that they could be good with Kaminga filling in for Draymond. I don't think they. I don't think the system continues without Draymond. Maybe not, but then you, that that needs to be a conversation of okay, let's change the system. Yeah, you could like you could do that too, but. You're not going to do think, that mid-year. I think it's the 
the next generation that they have of younger players isn't going to propel them to a ring with the with Curry and like Clay. But I think that next generation, if you do the right moves around them, you got another generation. I, I do think you can. You just have to change this. I think you can. The, the the younger generation and Curry and Clay can coexist, but this system does have to change for that. And I still think maybe that does mean that like Clay can't be in that system. I think Curry can probably thrive in any fucking system. Yeah, it's Curry. Um, he's just an offensive threat the second he steps foot on the court. But uh. Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what they do. I They're just not in the spot that they should be right now in the standings. So that's why I'm wondering if they're going to try and do something before the trade deadline just to elevate themselves. Because they could. it's easy to elevate in the West right now. West ain't good. And they're all kind of stacked together um, where it's easy to move up. and It's it's kind of easy to move up. Um, you, win a few, you, you go on a nice little run, I think you can – yeah. Move really high up in the West Indies because everyone's kind of clumped together. Yeah, in the West, if you go on like a four or five game win streak, you can move up like four or five spots. Yeah, exactly. So, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Um, the Lakers suck, so it's like this season just is so hard for me to watch. Um, is AD coming back? And I think he will, but like in late March. Is that the – because I remember no, when – early it March is the timeline, but I think they're going to give him a little longer. I think they're going to make it mid-March. I why, think he's going to go – Why rush it at this point? I think he's going to come back mid-March and be on a minutes restriction. Then by the end of March, he'll, he'll be off his minutes restriction. It'll be April. But it don't matter. Contendership he's, is out of the well, reach. Well, the season's over point. in April. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, the season's over. Like he, then maybe they make a play-in spot at this point, and maybe they can make a splash, but I'm not I'm not holding my breath. Shout-out to Bronford. Dealing with these niggas, man. Fucking Braun holding it down. I mean, Braun is putting up stupid numbers at 38 years old. Yeah, Russ is playing better, too. Like, uh, Russ is doing the, the, the team surrounding them is just so much dog shit. The team around them, Pat, like, Rob Palenka deserves to be fired. You just can't have real responsibility given to Juan Toscano Anderson. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you got Patrick Beverly. Patrick and Gabriel. Bro. Why are you putting, why'd you get Patrick Beverly? Why'd you trade fucking THT for fucking Pat Bev? I, yeah, I, I approve of trading THT, but to get Pat Bev in return. What are you doing? Like, there's no, you you didn't get anything that you needed in that trade. No. And it's just like that's where Rob Plank could need to go. And I do. I to be honest, I'm starting to I'm starting to hear more things in the in the front office that it's not all Rob making some of these moves. It sounds like Genie's having a hand in it. I think Genie's fucking stupid. I think Genie might be the worst owner in the fucking league. And she need to go. No. This is my other thing. That's definitely Mike. I think she's worse than Mike. You think? I think she's worse than Mike. I think the smartest thing Jeannie's done is saying we're not going to compound other mistakes by trading these two pigs. That's the smartest thing. But it shouldn't thing. have gotten here. <laughs> no, it shouldn't have gotten here. She fucked up. They, they, her and Rob fucked up. And to be honest, she's the. from what I read, she is the least wealthy owner in the NBA now. Well, and you know how she can solve that, right? What? Well, then she wouldn't be the owner. <laughs> well, no, I'm, that's what I'm no. hoping. Well, I'm, ho- I'm hoping she's. I'm hoping someone comes in and buys the team because I think there's multiple. I'm hoping someone can try. There's some way that they can take a majority stake in the Lakers. She right. needs to go. Right. So I know, like the Bus family has to go. It is weird that such a glamorous franchise is essentially a mom and pop. Like, yeah, uh, it can't be run, and that's how it's being run. And you can't run an NBA franchise like that. Anymore. Well, yeah, I mean, they, they were successful for a while because I guess what the, the doctor bus was such a great Jerry. Yeah, yeah. He, he fucking did that shit. But 
everyone heard, else is tech billionaires now. Like uh, we got to move different. Right. And I heard on the the pod that like the rest of the bus family like they don't do anything. Like they just make money off their no, money. She, she she shunned them. She put she pushed all of them out. Oh, did she really? She pushed all the bus family out. Oh, damn. So I was hoping that they ate. It might be better for just the fam. You sell for outrageous price, spread that money around, and like, they, hey, still, still work something out where like, hey, if we have our own little uh, booth at the games or Skyline. Yeah, whatever. I, you can even take a minority stake yeah. in the franchise, but you shouldn't be, you can't be the one making decisions. No, you, there, there needs to be basketball people making basketball decisions. You need, yeah. Well, that's my thing. And that's from what I heard. Magic is the like that was the reason Magic left because he wanted to make basketball decisions and she was like no. Well, Magic was also showing up to the office with like his toes out and shit. That can't happen. <laughs> I don't really shut the fuck up. He Magic LA. said casual <laughs> Monday, casual Tuesday. What do you think, Jerry? What do you think, Jerry Buss is doing? It's funny because when, when that shit popped off, Magic realized you know, like my life's a lot better being Magic Johnson. No, but from what I heard, Magic was like Magic like wanted to fire Luke and Genie was like no. And he was like, I thought you brought me in to make basketball decisions. You're telling me no. What am I here for? And yeah. Like, you can't undermine me every single step of the way. And he was very close to Genie. And apparently there was confrontation. He was like, I'm not going to ruin. I didn't. He was like, I don't want to ruin my relationship with Genie. Um, and when I could just go back to being. Like the alternative yeah. to ruining my relationship with you was going back to is being I just Magic go be a Johnson. Wealthy, <laughs> is I just go back to being Magic Johnson. I just go back to being, fuck. Yeah. But that's where I'm like, why? Like, Jim Magic was right. That season that they were asked. They should have fired Luke. There was no reason to keep Luke. And then fired Luke another season later. <laughs> like, yeah, he, Magic was, I was right. just a, a she, year ahead. She doesn't understand basketball. She doesn't. No. And I don't, I'm not making this out to be like, oh, she's a woman. She doesn't understand basketball. I think there's women that do understand basketball. But she is not one of them. She doesn't understand. She thinks that... And this is my thing. All of her roles within the Lakers organization before becoming the owner and, you know, the governor and of, of, the, of the organization and everything like that was... Purely on the business side. None of it was on the basketball side. None of it was in scouting. None of it was in basketball operations. None of it. It was all ticketing, venue, like venue scheduling, stuff like that. None of it was on the basketball side. So she's never gotten, she's never been on the basketball side. She doesn't know the basketball side. She just thinks because she's Jerry Buss's daughter, she understands that. And she doesn't. And listen, if we're going to be honest, Jerry Buss didn't understand that either. You know what Jerry Buss understood? I'm going to listen to fucking Jerry West yeah, on what I'm I should be doing. Yeah, put people in place that know what they're talking about. Exactly. And Rob doesn't know that either. Well, Rob knows more than her, but just because Rob has played big time, Rob has played big time basketball. He played at Uni- University of Michigan with the Fab Five. He was Kobe's agent. He Kobe's understands, agent, yeah. He understands basketball more than, Gen- uh, more than Jeannie. Jeannie need to go. Jeannie needs to get the fuck out of there. She just got married, I think, too. Go fucking sail off in sunset with your husband and let the Lakers be <laughs> let the Lakers be nice, bruh. That boy was harboring. Yeah. He yeah, was yeah. harboring. Y'all can't see, but the the, 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 the mic is kind of steaming right now. <laughs> hey bro, I'm spitting. Harboring I'm feelings. I'm spitting. I'm just so mad because this the organization that I love, that I grew up loving, is just in like is just shit. And it may it just it doesn't feel good. When you see Damn. like when you see your your the team that you love just making dumb mistakes over for ten years now, yeah, it, it hurts. It's just not fun. Yeah, it makes it. You know, I haven't seen the Lakers be good since the last time that they went to the uh, since Kobe the, since they won the back to back. Since then, it's been all downhill. It's more fun when the Lakers are good. It's like watching college basketball, and, and like one of the big blue bloods is bad. So yeah, it's just it's just not it's not it's so like current. the NBA. <laughs> 
the NBA. Yeah, right. So current college basketball. The NBA is just not fun for me because I'm like, well, yeah, that's your favorite team. Like, and nobody... it's not even like if we were just bad and it's like, okay, we're bad and we're gonna build up through the draft. I would be excited. I was excited when the Lakers had D'Lo and Ingram and Drandall and all those dudes. I was like, oh, we got some young talent. I was checking in on them. I wanted to see what they were doing, what their off seasons were looking like. I was, I was, it was fun. This where it's like we don't have any young pieces. We just bad. Yeah. We just got LeBron. We just stuck we just in the bad. middle. Yeah. Yeah. We just stuck in the middle. It's like we, being a Portland fan. Yeah. And it's just like, and that sucks. And we have no, and the thing is that makes it even worse. We, we gonna be really bad for the next five years and we got no picks to show for it. Yeah. We're not gonna, we, we got mm. no picks and that's just, that's what hurts. Yeah. So it's, it's tough to watch. Cause like, I mean, you're a Laker fan. I'm a LeBron fan. Like I'm watching meaningless basketball. Meanwhile, yeah. my, my idol is, you know, going for a record that I think should be, I was hoping he was going to be in pursuit of this record while going for Being a playoff push. Being a contender, push. yeah. Yeah. And it, it feels it's like going to feel super underwhelming. Yeah. Because, like, you know, the NBA is going to, like, I even saw today, the, the NBA is going to do everything, everything in their power yeah. to they were like, televise this. Basically, Lakers are I, getting all the NBA TV yeah. slots until LeBron he breaks it. Yeah. Breaks Which it. I get it. I mean, it's going to be dope. And then yeah. they're going to go back to just. But this is this why, yeah, yeah. never being yeah. on TV. That, that, it's just like, it what hurts. if they play like the Rockets and lose? I know. Like, <laughs> hopefully, maybe maybe next year, you know, Russ is off the books. They'll have some cap space. Maybe they can make some moves to maybe do something. But LeBron requests a trade to Miami. He's gonna go back to the Cavs. The Cavs looking nice. The Cavs is not taking LeBron. <laughs> I don't want to go back to fucking Cleveland though. He gonna no. To, to, he's gonna stay with the Lakers until whenever Bronny gets drafted. He's just gonna be like, hey, I'm going here, and he'll take up men. Because he's going to be like, I don't need the money. I just want to play with my son. And then that'll be that. He'll be 41. The disgusting tank for Bronny is going to be. <laughs> hey, you know what? Shout, I don't know if y'all seen. <laughs> now, nah, what if you go to Toronto? Are you coming to Canada? Like, yeah, is you really? Funny. How about this are you? <laughs> Bronny is actually looking Bronny's really good. 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 He's look, he's taking a whole other step. And I'm like, oh, okay. He like de- defensively is looking nice. He's got a great jump shot. His handles are up. His athleticism is up. Yeah. He looking like a bouncy as shit, man. He looking like a potential dude. Yeah, no, yeah, he, yeah. He's taking a, a big step in his development. If he was, if he was like two hundred taller, there'd be like legit talk about him being like a top twenty player. I think in the he country. could be a really good guard though, because he's bouncy. He's really good defensively. He could come in and be a really good defensive. He, he, guard. He's he, got great defensive instincts. He's a pest. Yeah. So it'll be interesting, but all right. Uh, I just wonder where he's gonna go to college. I'm hoping Ohio State. As long as I don't have to look at Oregon's court all the time. Exactly. He's he going yeah. to Duke. He's not, Duke's not, there's no mutual interest he, there. He's going to Duke. No, he's not. He's going to Duke. No, he's not. How mad would you be? Uh, LeBron would not be my GOAT anymore. <laughs> if, I, if, I see Bron, if I see Bron in Duke gear. That's it? Who yeah. you going to go? Damn. Who I'm you going to go for? He going to I'm going back to Michael Jordan. <laughs> That's crazy. I respect you. Who's your, who would be your favorite you. player then? Uh, shit, Giannis. Giannis. That's crazy. All because he might. That's good substitutes for having better players. That's <laughs> funny. Like, if you were ever. I hope he goes like, to Duke now just because of that. If you were ever like, yo, I don't want to be a fan of my team no more, you got great options to you choose do. from. You do. So, all right. We were at the, we've been at the shit. Yeah, we're done. He ain't going to Duke, though. I mean, they already got like six players in that recruiting class. Any, any, Speaking of recruiting class, my, my thoughts, man. Hubert Davis. Shout out to him for. Hubert. All right. Well, sign off. Any any parting words from anyone? Uh, go play play play, play, play that play yeah. that Miley Cyrus. See if that's some spins, y'all. Mm. For real. All right.